0: This is what you get my super laser piss. except i'm not gonna piss on the earth i'm gonna go higher i'm pissing on the moon how do you like that obama i'm pissed on the moon you
1: idiot
2: I, I messaged Red at one point because there was like a little period where like I was I was jumping in and tweeting a lot about Simple Gear for a couple days <laughs> while Red was doing it, and I was like, "Oh boy, we are just tag teaming all of our friends right now. This is great." That, that's that's. Uh,
0: don't worry, you both have been you both have had your retweets muted for quite a
3: while. Oof. No, but John's was just on main. Like his his brand of Simple Gear posting is totally different than mine, where he's yeah. just like. So which of these characters is more likely to cheat on the other one? And I'm just like, I think we might be missing the point of the show, John.
0: <laughs> that, that shit. That shit cracked me up. That shit cracked me up. That was funny. <laughs> Good. So, so who would it be, Red? Who would it be?
3: Who would be? Miku. Like, like, Miku's vote? Mo- yeah, yeah. Red says it's
2: Miku. That's I where I'm it.
3: Okay, but I said to John, <laughs> if you think about it, in season one, Miku found an unconscious Chris, and then immediately undressed her. Yep. <laughs> Just straight up. That's true. And then Chris stands up and Miku goes, I didn't have any spare panties. And there's like a jo- shot of Chris with no underwear on. Here's it's the like, thing. Oh, this is
0: uncomfortable. Here's the thing. I think, I think, okay, I think Hibiki is asexual. Yeah, and, I agree, actually. And, and and they've got an agreement where like, yo, if you want to go deal with those desires with someone, I'm totally okay with it. That's, that's I don't
3: think. That's my. They, that's they are work. so poor at communicating. They absolutely have not had that kind of talk. Yeah, you're probably right.
0: Miku and Chris have Which fucked Which makes, though. and
2: that's why Miku, <laughs> that's why Miku cheated with Chris. Yes, <laughs> because she, especially because she was in the middle of like not being communicated to because Hibiki was like being really secretive and weird, and then this beautiful Chris just like dropped into her lap and she's like, oh hi there, oh here let me help you, oh um, oh wow, oh damn it, Red convinced me. Welcome to SoxCast, well, episode
0: 123, <laughs> Broad t- broadcasting to you from beautiful Sox Station in downtown Polyland. Hope everybody out there as well. We are, of course, brought to you as always by Moon Pies. Moon Pies. We never forgot. <laughs> <clears throat> oh my god. That's <laughs> grim. There's another funny joke that I was going for there, but somebody subbed at that exact moment.
3: Oh, no.
2: (laughs) I'm done. Funny joke. I'm done.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So my joke was my (laughs) joke was my joke was
2: before the fart Made the better joke. <laughs> <laughs> I thought your joke was... I thought your joke was it was just 9-11 two days ago. Oh, my God. Well, that's that. that's the first <laughs> part of the joke. I've got you in the first half,
0: right? Uh-huh. Okay, then, you're with me, so what was the second it, part of the joke? But immediately, as I said... But immediately, as I said, we never forgot. There was one beat, then a fart sound, and then that was the perfect joke. But the backup joke was... The whole joke goes, "We never forgot that Gamma's story sucks in Sonic Adventure." <laughs> oh no! <laughs> so see, I was going for like, uh, you know, like it was John Dunk, but then, it, but uh-huh. then we got, but then we got the Audible version where somebody farted, and that was way funnier. <laughs> <laughs> Damn! I, yeah, love a, I love having I love having a podcast where we have alerts that are just farts. <laughs> it's very good. Ah, oh, man! I hope everybody out. Else...
3: Yeah, that one just totally knocked you off guard, huh?
0: I was because uh, <laughs> yep. I had my brain on the one joke that I was gonna do, and then the and like I've never had a joke <laughs> rerouted so perfectly. <laughs> it's like, of course, the farts funny. <laughs> You'll have to listen back. I promise you, yeah. it'll, be, it'll be hilarious. <laughs> uh, to my immediate virtual right, quite possibly the greatest podcast host ever made. <laughs> it's red.
3: Liar. Hey, N- not the greatest <laughs> podcast host ever. Co-host.
0: <laughs> How's it going?
3: It's go- it's going
0: great. It's going fantastic. Just so I am filled good. with
3: love for Hibiki. Yeah. We all are. And so is my timeline. Yeah. I was just like, I'm literally just not going to talk about anything else because everybody has me muted right now. <laughs> I went and I'm, I
2: like I
0: because I like I muted again. I muted retweets and tweet deck. But then I uh. went to I went to your profile and looked, and it was just like literally Forty-eight straight hours of just that. Yeah. I was just
3: like my God. There's, they're still trickling in. Like right when we were setting up, you may have heard me gasp because there was another really good one. Oh my God. The Hibiki yeah. gasp.
0: Yeah, like yeah, it's a, it's a very identifiable uh, gasp. You, you mm-hmm. know when it's a Hibiki picture.
2: Because it, it's
0: not the sound. It's not. It it's six. not the sound of his penis jumping through the roof. That's that. That's <laughs> different. Um, this is a very wholesome gasp. It's love. It's love. Like, yeah, it, it it is not penis related at all. There is nothing, there is not a single thing about Rhett's love of Hibiki that is penis related. Just so everybody knows. <laughs> it's
3: a very wholesome,
0: it's a very wholesome, it's a very wholesome unpenis situation.
3: <laughs> the way you're saying it is so wholesome is so unwholesome in itself.
0: Thank you for explaining the joke, Rhett.
2: Yeah, <laughs> my Hibiki love is wholesome. Shi- my my Hibiki love is wholesome shirt is causing people to ask a lot of questions that <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know what I'm getting around for Christmas.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Okay, okay, we do we do a podcast here is what we do. We do. Yeah, we do. To my media virtual left, he isn't real and he can't hurt you. It's John Thire.
1: Hi. Hey.
2: I'm doing well. You, yeah? You you're doing you okay? You didn't pump me with any... Yeah, I'm doing well. I've got okay. tea. I've got blueberries. Blueberries? I'm content. Man, nice.
0: Get some muffins. Make some muffins and put those blueberries in.
3: Oh, oh, you said the unthinkable thing. What did I say? Oh, yeah, I've got... John has, on, has on, gone on his on record saying Yeah, this. there's no better form for a blueberry than the original. Like, anything baking-wise yeah, that you do to a blueberry only ruins it. Why do I like have you... Why, do I have why you would
2: you code? do anything with blueberries?
3: <laughs> That's, that Besides is, eat
2: blueberries. That is
0: literally... the Like, that is as bad as a gamer take where you, you say, if you got text in your game, make an RPG because everybody's just going to skip through it. <laughs> Boy, just everybody today with the most, with just like the most reductive, plain <laughs> Jane, basic bitch ass takes today.
3: That's all I Basic do.
2: 2007 type takes. Oh,
3: God. It wasn't text, but when I made Hunters, I was like, I really don't want to have a skip cutscene button. But people will yell at me if I don't. <laughs> yeah. So I'm gonna put it really small <laughs> up in the corner, and then it disappears after like three seconds, anyways. There there it you makes go. you watch the cutscene. Perfect. It was this like Excellent. the the most small concession I could give. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it does
0: make replays. Uh, like like I think that that's something that you know, if you're gonna do it.
3: Oh, it, I guess yeah. There actually does have to be a skip cutscene thing. There
0: has to be a skip cutscene thing at least on the replays. Game, yeah. At least yeah. on replays,
3: I
2: think that that's a smart move. Um, yeah, I played all of Chain of Memories not realizing you could skip cutscenes with the start mm. button. Whoa, and there what? are bosses that I had to refight like twenty or thirty times in that oh, game. Have, have oh, the game. Oh, have you found the
3: start? Have you found the skip cutscene button in Xenogears yet? Because <laughs> it's really useful for when you need to refight a boss. I don't think there's one of those, <laughs> Red.
2: <Rhett. laughs> I don't think that they have that or a fast text button, as Tom mentions in the chat. Yeah. There's not. There is a, definitely not. There is a game shark code to
0: make the text go faster <laughs> in Xenogears, but it crashes the game too. Oh, I'm
3: playing. Oh, great. That's <laughs> beautiful.
2: So you're going to want to you're going to want Vita so I can't hack oh, it. Oh. Oh, well hey,
3: you know what? Uh-huh, you're get, you're I'm getting you're
2: getting emulating it.
0: You're getting the best Xenogears experience, I think. The most true to I'm original. Getting the original.
2: I'm getting the full Xenogears experience. Yeah. For all that's worth. It's it's only I'm good back in it now. Yeah. We'll we'll talk about it. We'll
0: talk about we'll it. We'll talk about it. But we're going to talk to Red first. Red. Hi. I heard you did things probably maybe. Pro- probably. We probably did less than John though.
3: <clears throat> yeah, actually, yeah, for real. I literally
0: did one thing. <laughs> I did half of that thing. Oh damn. I didn't
3: finish it yet. You didn't
0: finish it yet. We well, good. You'll have things I to did... talk about.
3: Yeah. Okay. What did you do, Rett? Uh, so i I played a lot of Tokyo Mirage Sessions, as I mentioned on the last podcast. That I'd finished Xenoblade Two, and was like, "There's Xenoblade Two Torna,"
1: mm-hmm.
3: and I was like, "Okay, I'm I'm gonna pay it forward and restart another RPG that I dropped."
1: Mm-hmm.
3: I like this game. It's it's interesting. See, like this, uh,
0: this felt like a sure hit to me after after the whole Symfo Gear thing happened. Yeah, because I was like, oh, yeah. like this is literally the easiest recommend I could give him. It's
3: it's very dumb in the same good way. Yeah, it's, like
0: it's like like I watched mm-hmm. after five play through this game, and because I I didn't have a Switch, so I was like, I'm mm-hmm. fine. I'll just watch somebody play it. And man, this game <laughs> looks really good and dumb in a lot of the ways that I know Red's going to appreciate.
3: I think it was just that. I had come off Fire Emblem Awakening in February, mm-hmm. and then I think I pretty much rolled right into this, mm-hmm. and that because, but, but mm-hmm. specifically that I wanted that Simfle Gear energy like immediately, mm-hmm. and then I just ended up actually rewatching Simple Gear at the end of February.
0: <laughs> well, I mean, <laughs> I mean, given given where we've been, <laughs> given oh what goodness. happened immediately after that.
3: Yeah, but it was like, I only got like four hours into this, so I knew I wasn't really actually going to write it off entirely. Mm-hmm. But it was like, okay, mm-hmm. I thought it maybe kind of had a bit of a slow start, and I made the horrible mistake of playing on hard. Oh, that's, nah, I think that's probably <laughs> smart. Yeah. So, I was not getting that energy right away. Mm-hmm. And I was a little impatient, so I ended up just watching actual Simfolk gear. And then the p- pandemic started, <laughs> yeah. and everything was kind of on hold for a bit and it's like yo it's 2020 (laughs) yeah 2020 kicked in yeah and it's been 2020 (laughs) ever since we're still in march (laughs) some say (laughs) so yeah i i come back to this game and i kind of grinded my way through i god i was i was on chapter fucking one still like i wow i was really early i was in the first real dungeon there's a little tutorial one i was Mm. in the first real dungeon i got to the end of that and i was like okay like the the ending of that one is real goofy, where like they chase the boss off a building in Tokyo and like chase it on a Pegasus. It's it's very anime. Yeah, like they have some pretty really nice animated cutscenes. The only thing that, that kind of bums me out is that like the cutscenes have this cool cell shaded look to them, and then it doesn't really mesh with the actual in game stuff. Mm. And I'm just like, why isn't the in game just also cell shaded to look the same? Yeah. A little weird. Yeah, it's, uh, it's and then a little I, inconsistent. So I did the second dungeon. I get to the end of that, and the boss just fucking annihilates me. <laughs> and I'm just like, you know, <laughs> if I'm going to play this game, I should probably just slide that difficulty back down to normal. Because mm. at this point, I still kind of felt like I was playing it as an obligation. Oh. And I, But I'm also like, mm-hmm. I don't want to grind. I don't want to sit here and just fight the same enemies over and over because the combat at that point is super super simple where it's just like attack enemies with their weak points to trigger sessions and do a lot of damage. That's literally the entirety
0: (laughs) of Persona's battle system.
3: It's like (laughs) it feels even more magnified here because when you trigger a session which is your other characters jumping in to join the attack Mm -hmm. like you have to do a weak point attack to do that and like those start to get nuts later on. (laughs) Because as you get more characters and and they can all start jumping in, I'm doing combos up to, like, 14 now. Oh, Jesus. And there's, thank God, there's a animation setting for a quick session to oh. make it about twice as fast. Mm-hmm. But it's also, like, they're getting so long, I can tell the Switch is pausing a bit to keep loading <laughs> character models. Because <laughs> these attacks are, like... You do one weak point attack with one character, then literally every single possible party member jumps in, and then it also triggers a song, and you skip the song, and then every party member gets a reset after that.
1: Oh, wow.
3: <laughs> yeah. And apparently you can eventually chain up to two songs so to get a combo of like 21, which I think is the max. Mm-hmm. It gets a little bonkers. So even with the quick animation, it's getting kind of long. <laughs> and the other thing I found yeah, out... is good PS1 attack animations. The other mm-hmm. thing I found out is that you can just set the AI or so it's not AI by default, but you can have your other two party members just attack Mm -hmm. on their own. So, which makes the combat just a lot breezier because it's just like, Hey, you guys know how to pick the one that's the weak point attack like if the enemy's weak to ice just use your ice shit it'll figure itself out
0: yeah like uh, people complain about uh persona 3 uh being Mm hard-coded like that where you only have control of the main character and your other two party members but like once you've scanned an enemy and know its weakness they always do the most like optimal thing yeah so i don't know like Mm -hmm. why that game gets so much shit You know, but, like, people tend to kind of praise more latter-day games that follow that format or have these AI options Mm -hmm. when it's
3: literally the same. See, I think it is nice having an option because whenever I go to fight a boss, I'll turn it off because maybe I want them to use an item or maybe I want them to heal. Mm -hmm. And thank you, Windows Defender, for turning on all of a sudden. Nice!
0: (laughs) (laughs) Nice! We haven't haven't
3: seen that in, like, six months. (laughs) If we lose
0: Rhett, we know what happened. Yeah. (laughs) Thanks, Windows!
3: So, like, I do appreciate having more manual control mm-hmm. when I want it, but when I'm just running through the regular dungeon, like, I don't give a shit, just attack, you know?
0: Dude, the only thing the re- I think
3: mm-hmm. that Persona 3 did wrong with,
0: mm-hmm. uh, with its AI programming is that, like, when, when your turn comes up, you can give your teammates individual... Um, individual ai scripting like oh, okay, you focus on this you focus on this and then you focus on this the no. problem and i think that it was dumb that they did this is that after you beat every major um uh, full moon event you get a new strategy you can use mm. so like you get a new role that you can give them to take and i think that like no just give the player that stuff up front and let your battle system kind of <clears throat> like rely on knowing when to strategically use that stuff instead of like oh you just can't make your characters do that right now. That's
3: really silly. Yeah.
0: yeah. So like that's the one thing that I'll hold <clears throat> against it but uh the games later games like just completely yeah. throw that out the window and go with what this game is doing.
3: The other thing is that if your main character, Itsuki, gets knocked out, mm-hmm. then you automatically turn on manual control for the other characters oh. until they can are able to revive him. Booze, the Pussy Shin Megami Tensei game. Oh, that, <laughs> again, <laughs> it's not just the Pussy Shin Megami Tensei game, it's also the Pussy Fire Emblem game.
0: Oh, yeah, right, yep. Yeah.
3: <laughs> I am just continually amazed that they announced this game as Shin Megami Tensei Cross Fire Emblem. I know! And, like, and everyone just had a certain expectation for what that game would look like. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And then the story for this game is all about idols in the entertainment industry. I... Like, they...
0: (laughs) Oh, you don't know how happy this made me. Because they they, they took what could have been a very boring concept, and they did something entirely... Like, they turned that shit on its head in a way that is so fucking
3: admirable, I think. They just went so weird with it. (laughs) Yeah. That's really fun. So, like, a whole bunch of it is just, you know, singing songs or dealing with, like, asshole directors or Mm -hmm. recording studio guys. (laughs) And, like, I've been doing a lot of the side stories, and then I actually found out the other day that, oh, if you want to get the true ending, do all the side stories, literally every single one. Oh, no! But, but, like, I spent, like, a long time in between. So there's, there's... intermissions between each chapter they're Mm -hmm. actually just called intermissions and it's like hey go here to resume the main story Mm. i spent like an enormous amount of time after chapter four just doing all the side stories Mm. to the point where i'm just like to me this is kind of the main game at this point Uh... because that's where i actually kind of felt like i really started to connect with the game more is just like doing these individual character side stories
0: it's kind of like the, the, the situation with uh, East Eight, where like the uh, the, yeah. the, the, the and, and the same with like the Trails games, of course. Mm-hmm. And guess what? There's your Falcom mention for the episode. Where, <laughs> where 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 like the side content is usually something that I will look at and just sigh yeah. and think I'm never engaging with this. But like with Tokyo Mirage Sessions, a lot of the side stuff I saw like looked really really like like that stuff kind of like letting you dig more into the characters and stuff gave me yeah. those kind of
3: Falcom vibes. It's also extremely funny when, like, you do a, some of the side quests, like, what you're actually doing, extremely boring, where, mm-hmm. like, some of them are just, like, go to this specific dungeon and do 10 sessions. It's like, okay, I'm just hey. fighting enemies like normal,
1: Yeah. or
3: go kill this specific enemy. Like, there's kind of not really any sort of quest design, mm. but, like, the writing is fine, and then when the quest we reward at the end is, like, getting a new idol performance. Oh, Oh. It's very funny. Yeah. Like, they'll have like this fully, really well animated cutscene at the end, and then you'll unlock that song in combat so it can just like either it's a dual tech or like some characters will just like, oh, when Kiria uses an ice spell, she'll randomly break into song. Yes! She into will and do a- an AoE version and like that shit fucking rules. Yes.
0: That that <laughs> was like so... the most hype. That was the most hype shit.
3: Yeah. So the the fact that you're unlock every song that you kind of get through the stories will end up showing up in combat sometimes. Mm -hmm. It's so goofy, but great. Yeah.
0: This shit's real good.
3: But yeah, I was like, mid chap in the chapter 4 intermission for like 10 hours or something. I only just finally started chapter 5, and then I'm like, I have no idea how long this game is. But then, looking at uh, realizing the true ending is going to require... All oh, the quiet <laughs> stories. So I was like, okay, I'm probably not even... I have done all three Akiriyas and Subasa's. Mm-hmm. So, like, I'm getting there. Mm-hmm. And, God yeah, the Subasa one was funny, because it's like, you should be level 47. And I'm like, Itsuki's level 44. And I'm like, I'm probably good. But then Tsubasa herself is level 39. Mm-hmm. And when mm-hmm. I get to the boss, it's like, you have to put her in the party, dumbass. And I'm like, uh-oh. <laughs> uh-oh. 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 So, uh, first time, get get my ass beat. I'm like, okay, but I know the weakness on the boss yet, so I'm going to switch out my third party member. And, uh-huh. Oops, I won. Cool. There you go. Yeah. He was weak to axes, as most <laughs> people are. Yeah, that's pretty. I think I'm probably weak to axe, too. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, some of this stuff is so goofy. Like, there's the whole side story stuff about this cooking show mm-hmm. that's also a cooking show, but also microwave cooking, <laughs> which is not really cooking. <laughs> <laughs> and just thinking, this was the the game that was announced as Shimigami Tensei Cross Fire, fire Emblem. <laughs> and like just how surface level both of those references are. Yeah. Like, oh, this the spells are used are named after The Shimigami you know,
0: Tensei ones. Yeah.
3: Like, okay, you're casting Deity, Heal, Zonda, do wind attacks. Auggie. Like Yeah, it's fire. And like you get the next levels and stuff, but I don't have them all memorized. And then like the Fire Emblem stuff is just the characters that support you in battle, like, oh, you got Krom and your main character, and, like, Tharja's there, too, because there's a lot of Awakening fan service. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, the Varcher is Virion from Awakening as well. Yeah, like, this, and then this, there's this game
0: was of... in development around that time, so...
3: Yeah. And then, anybody who's not from Awakening, I don't know. <laughs> but, like, also, that stuff doesn't really seem like it's going anywhere story-wise. They're just kind of there. Mm-hmm. The only character that seems like they have a plot is Tiki, where there's a whole amnesia side plot yeah. with her that seems to actually have some forward momentum.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: But like the other characters are just kind of fan service. It seems like, yeah, but yeah. I I was glad that at some point that game kind of swung over from feeling like I'm playing it out of an obligation to just not have bought this game and only put four hours into it into being like, oh, I'm actually enjoying this now. Good. <laughs>
0: Yeah, like I think That's you always even, nice. I think you I think you even yeah.
3: DM'd me like you were just like
0: not oh, really super into oh, this. I think that was
3: I think that was probably chapter 3. That might actually I think that was right before I dropped the difficulty down. Oh, so okay. I was just like I wanted to give myself an excuse of like I either like suffer through grinding mm-hmm. or I just drop this game and I was just like what if I just fucking play on normal you dipshit.
0: Yeah, like
3: there's like like come on. Come on. You're not playing yeah. the Dark Souls of
0: RPGs here.
3: Because uh, at that point the combat was just—I mean, even more so than just attack the weak points. I didn't even have like any AOE spells at that point. Yeah. So it was just like you're just menuing through and pick finding the one that has weak mm-hmm. weakness on it, and then having to do that for all three characters. It was just taking a little while. That's kind of like. It. Another yeah. thing that SMT
0: and Persona runs up against is that like once they give you AOE attacks, they like that that suddenly that like makes you a threat to an entire battlefield. And I think that they kind of like they really try to keep those away from you as long as possible uh, because that can make the game pretty easy. It's also like why yeah. they kind of like in Persona Three Fest like when they did the upgrade version, they lowered the accuracy of some AOE spells so that like if you ah. missed, you wouldn't get the full bonus. Uh, things like that, like, yeah, but like like getting AoE attacks has always kind of been a real slow process in SMT. It's yeah.
3: not even that slow in this, it's like, I think you get start getting them by chapter 3, or even maybe the end of 2, mm-hmm. I was just really impatient with this game at the start. Yeah. The funny thing is that, like, your accuracy seems incredibly good, I've missed, like, maybe 3 attacks, because <laughs> the few times it's happened, I've been like, what? <laughs> you, That's a what thing? Do you, <laughs> you can miss... I I like got some equipment that was like plus 10 strength minus 50 skill and I was still hitting and I'm like what's going on <laughs> and then and then only with that did I finally get, get my first miss I was like okay okay it can happen it's it almost one of those things where I'm like is this stat just bugged they're talking about accuracy being a thing and I've literally never seen it in 10 hours
1: because <laughs> <Oops.
3: laughs> obviously if you, if you get a miss and you it skips the entire session yeah. it sucks yeah, that, that's a bummer. But it's so rare. Mm. I'm going to laugh when I get to the final boss and it has, like, 50% dodge or something. It's
0: going to have 50% dodge, you're going to miss a <laughs> session, and then it's going to full heal itself when you are one-fourth away <laughs> from winning. Oh, boy. That'd be fun. The game's got some sexy menus, too. They're very stylish. They maybe get a little old pretty quickly. I lo- I, yeah, like, it, it's it's kind of the same way with Persona 5 mm. menus. Like, they're just...
3: They're really nice, but maybe speed yeah. it up a little bit. I think the one menu thing that kind of drives me nuts in, the, in this is that characters will text you. Oh, and that whole system is really kind of clunky. Because this worked on
0: the Wii U by it, it being on your mm. gamepad. and you okay. would, would just look down, and the texts would be on your D pad on your on your game. Okay, pad.
3: that explains a lot. Mm. <laughs> Like, why does this menu have its own like dedicated button and is so important? Because like, there's like the texting menu is completely separate from the regular main menu, Mm -hmm. so it's like really focused. Okay, I I should have realized it was the second screen thing. Yeah, yeah, that makes more sense. Because like, I've gotten to the point where I will just ignore going to that menu.
1: (laughs) Oh yeah. (laughs)
3: And there's a little indicator on the top left on the main screen. That's like how many text messages you have on Red. I've got it into the fifties. Like These fuckers <laughs> text you a lot. And so it's always weird when I like finally start checking it and they're talking about like two chapters ago. Mm. Like <laughs> it's you need to come to the office now. Where are you? <laughs> hey, thanks for coming to the office. Boy, we kicked that boss, huh? I'm just like, okay, I don't even remember what you were talking about. My character is such a jerk, <laughs> <laughs> I think probably the weakest thing in this game is that you have to play as this kind of bland male protagonist oh, yeah, yeah who just really has nothing to do in the story mm-hmm. like his
2: and apparently text like my brother
3: his role is just supporting all the other characters yeah I don't know if like I think it would have been more interesting if subasa was just the main character i just wish
0: that we that that smt would drop the silent protagonist crap because i think more and more mm-hmm. as as stories become more involved and 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 production value mm-hmm. around a silent protagonist keeps getting better yeah. uh your silent protagonist just looks silly
3: but so your main character in this is not silent at all Ooh. he's just really bland <laughs>
0: Oh god. Like, he's so bland that I
3: literally just
0: remember him being silent.
3: <laughs> that's the thing. Like that's very funny. Because you're all part of like this uh entertainment group, mm-hmm. like marketing firm. But like all the other girls are singers or actors and he's just kind of in training. Mm. He doesn't have a role other than supporting them and being the nice guy. Like it's really kind of obvious. Huh. Like, Like, he probably could have been the silent protagonist. It probably would have been even worse if he was. Probably. And then Tsubasa, of course, just has a huge crush on him for kind of no reason.
0: (laughs) Of course. Why not?
3: Yeah. Yeah, the fact that he's just kind of a boring character on his own, and you have to use him in cat battle Mm -hmm. is unfortunate. Because it's like, you've got, like, seven party members, but then only two slots that you can actually switch out. Because he's locked. It's like, right. mm, that's a little restrictive game. <laughs> Especially when you get another sword boy. It's like, well, why would I ever use two at the same time? Because the combat is all about maximizing your spread of weak points. Yep. Coverage. Mm-hmm. So, but it's a good game. I Maybe I'll have it beaten by the next time we podcast. Perhaps. Because it's, it's a big boy. A <laughs> yeah, big boy. Especially now that I'm committed to doing all side quests. <laughs> So, uh, I want to swing it over to John. John, John Fire. There is.
2: There's not a lot about that one that kind of grabs me, but it always makes people happy when they're playing it. It seems like so. I'm glad it exists. Cool. Yeah, yeah. I think that's a general sentiment
0: that I see people playing that game, and they're generally having like I don't see much shit talk about that game, which it's... given given the fucking internet and it it's you know inability to enjoy anything, uh,
3: really <laughs> you know what you know why there's no shit talking about this game? Nobody bought it. Because, like Wonderful 101, it came out on the Wii U <laughs> yep. and nobody bought it. And then in 2020, it got a re release and still nobody, nobody bought it.
0: Nobody bought it.
3: I know that he played it, so yeah, there's one other. It. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. But how does it compare with Omega both Quintet? Both those games got the, I, the oh IF idol game.
0: I know, somebody's gotta Somebody got to get on Omega Quintet. Not not it not it, it. pair them back to back <laughs> not
2: it. All right, John, John, you are going to be our Omega uh, Quintet uh, guinea pig. <laughs> I almost did a couple. There was a when you started like hating Idea Factory, I was mm-hmm. like, hmm, maybe it's time to take a oh jump into it. You you played Neptunia <laughs> and then, I, yeah, I did a while back, and I was like, all right, that was fun. I'm not really feeling it, but I I, I get it. Um, but I did not follow through on the. Did not follow through on the contrarian train there.
1: Mm. <laughs>
3: <laughs>
2: Didn't have the guts. I played some other games though. Oh, did you? That, that aren't a Quintet. Yeah. All right. What what uh, what other games I did play, you play? I play. I played a shit ton of games. Mm-hmm. So we're gonna we're gonna kind of wrap. All the fire right, boy. The all right, all right. Get ready right to yep. shotgun.
0: Get ready right to shotgun some video games, people.
2: Okay, and this is skipping like half of them. It's gonna be this is, good. This is a this is gonna be a beefy one there.
1: Right.
2: Um, I played Apollo's Realm, the new Jetstorm. Hey, this oh. is, this is good. Yep, I had a good time with this. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is a one-hour ship post game made in a weekend, <laughs> um, which is an incredibly potent vibe. Yeah, I think it's it's <laughs> such it's so strong. Yep. <laughs> it, it, it has characters from Silas. Yep. Um, and actually kind of swings for some pretty big story, pretty big catharsises at the end there. Mm-hmm. And it basically hits him, hits him. It's a good thing. Yeah, that <laughs> like... With as fast as this came out, I just I wasn't sure
0: if this would just feel like oh this you're getting used to the new RPG Maker and that, like there's nothing wrong with mm-hmm. making a game that's just that but this feels wholly like its own unique and fun thing that is part of that original experience and kind of still its own little shit posty fun thing as well um, so it's like it's a, it's more than just a shit post but it has a shit posty feel to it
2: yeah it's. <laughs> It's our favorite thing. It's a shit post that has way more effort than you expect. Yes, you <laughs> like like a shit post
0: <laughs> that has way more effort than it should is my favorite.
2: Yep, I think it felt to me. I didn't process this at first. It felt to me like the stats and spell layouts were default. <laughs> oh, yeah. it felt like they were just kind of the, yeah, the all of that stuff Or felt- the pre baked characters. <laughs> yeah, so the com- <laughs> the combat did not feel particularly like fleshed out or balanced. That was definitely not the Point and no. I played it like, oh, I'm learning this spell. Better think about how this tactically applies to this upcoming boss. Did not I, I, really did like, have to worry about like that. The, <laughs> like the one half po- point, I was like, oh, this doesn't really matter. No, <laughs> I don't have to really think about this, do I? The only thing I took from it was like, fuck, that's the battle system I want. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's doing the Grondia thing, it's doing yeah. the Xenogears thing. Yeah. Um. So I'm. So I'm still. Um excited for i think I think the next thing I'm real excited about that I think Tom is maybe working on is um sort of a smaller scale game with a different with a sort of a different approach with the combat where mm. that is a focal point yeah um I think that's gonna that's very exciting to me mm. um this wasn't that, but it has like a really nice little story that I really liked mm. and a good sense of humor oh yeah. um i if you are a Silas... Fellow Silas fans, check this out.
0: <laughs> yeah, like the, you'll get through this in like an hour or a half or so. It's it's it's, it's a real easy thing. Like it, like John said, like if you're into the Silas vibe, this carries that very
2: well. Mm-hmm. Just a cute and a cute little world map.
3: Oh, oh yeah. It's, it's, it's really so cute.
2: good. It's so good. It's so cute. Uh, this made me be like, I want to make a shit post about <laughs> G G-Maker game. This is it's just... Incredibly good energy. Oh, yeah. so I play another friend's game, like earlier this year. I played two good RPG Maker games by friends that came out within like three or four days of each other. Mm-hmm. Um, and like last time, one of them was a Tom game. Yeah, but this time it was Labyrinth Derelict Abyss. Hey a now, RPG flower game.
0: Hey now. This yeah, is- you played this one too, Polly? This ga- I streamed this this game.
1: Mmm.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's about my vibe. I think this game huh. rules. Um, this game fucking Remnants, rules. Yeah. It's really funny because it looks a lot... It looks like Remnants. It looks like they're, ta- they're um, taking the same approach. Mm-hmm. It's single-screen, explorey, RPG-maker game with like, cus- lots of custom art. Mm-hmm. Um, but actually playing it, it's a completely different experience. Yeah. Because Remnants was very simple layouts with frequent choke points between layers. Mm -hmm. So you always pretty much knew exactly where you were and where everything is. It was very easy to build a mental map of the levels. And then... But then each screen was stuffed with texture and text and things to examine, things to poke at.
0: Yeah, like literally almost Um, every tile around a perimeter would be interactable in some way.
2: Yeah, it was extremely dense with that stuff. Yeah. Labyrinth is... One big maze, with a bunch of de- with, with each room of which has a bunch of um, custom art and a bunch of cool custom stuff, but it's not packed with interactable stuff because if it was, it would be completely exhausting and impossible to engage with. It, it would um, like like I like that
0: Remnants is like show and tell, um, and and and, mm-hmm. and Labyrinth is just show.
2: Labyrinth is navigation. It's it's yeah. making. The point of it is to build a mental map of this space and mm-hmm. also explore every screen thoroughly. It involves like some actual like hidden wall stuff too, and everything is like telegraphed in smart ways yeah. um it's a very satisfying navigation puzzle box where you're just poking around all these different rooms and keeping an eye out for little cu que- little cues for secrets um for me, it was about forty five minutes um and this, honest, this honestly, like, kind of hits my sweet spots a little more than remnants mm-hmm. because I love that kind of, I love building that mental map. Yeah, I love poking around for hidden walls and whatnot. I love mazes.
3: <laughs> um, so I think this. Um, I thought so this, mazes were not supposed to exist in the video game.
0: <laughs> mazes are funny. So when, I had they, um, mazes are funny when your friends know that you hate them. Uh, <laughs> and they make concessions for that. <laughs>
2: oh, <laughs> perhaps you've seen the Polly line. <laughs> Polly, Polly got a special version of this game that mapped out the maze for her the and head special. The big, the big repeating helmet, colorful tiles. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and, and the thing is, um, and Polly, you don't hate mazes because this whole game is a maze. It's no, a maze with this a bunch game of, is like custom art. This game is not
0: a maze. Um, I don't think that this game it's is a maze, a maze at all. Um, it doesn't like it feels like play like ma- when you say maze to me, I think game. Like maze is a word where I think video game or game of some sort. Um, this is a place uh, labyrinth. Does not strike mm. me as a maze at all. It has a maze in it. It has the the the, the repeating hell maze, which is like that reminds me of a video game thing. Um, but 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 um labyrinth's like map design at, at all times felt to me like a place and not a maze uh that's okay. what i liked the most about it is that there's a lot of environmental storytelling going on with just with just the art um and the way things like animate and and the way that like the, you can change the shape of your character sometimes it's like that that's all of that stuff it made it feel like a unique and and and, and place uh, a, a unique Full, a unique and fully um, realized place, whereas a maze is just—it's boring. I hate mazes; they suck.
2: <laughs> I guess. I guess for me, hmm, I was thinking of like the overall navigational experience of like plotting your way or having to actually keep. Well, a, I branching, still, a large branching path. I still did that, but I, I, Yeah, I totally get what you're saying.
0: I just, like, I just, like, oh, okay, I knew where the rooms were. Like, they were distinct rooms. It wasn't mm. just, like, here are boring paths, that and there's a bunch of confusing ones. That's what I see when I hear the yeah. word maze. This is just, like, okay, I'm gonna go to the room with the triangle in it now, because that's my waypoint. Or the room with the big sleepy boy. I Like, I can picture
2: <laughs> those places <laughs> yeah. right there in my head. <laughs> right there in my head. <laughs> Style. I mean personally I got completely lost playing this game constantly. Like, really? I was very
3: much That's so yeah. weird. You would think that would be my thing. thing. John's bad at mazes.
2: Is that what this is? That's a, yeah, like I did not I did not wrap this up with a solid grasp of the of the way it was laid <laughs> out. I was like, okay, I can't I can't I would have to write this on paper. Um but I, I was at least able to muddle get my way through here and I enjoyed the I enjoy the process of muddling through a maze anyway, mm-hmm. Or, mm-hmm. A or a place, A just this kind of open-ended structure. Basically, um, I guess to me, I, I, like pure ma- I like pure mazes as sort of a when they serve a kind of a neat psychological purpose, mm. which is like the Yume thing. Where it's, yeah,
3: the Yume one is like it. so intentionally annoying.
2: <laughs> it's it's yeah, it's the tra- it's the trauma maze, which is in a lot of things. Mm-hmm. Um, I get what you mean, though. Yeah. I think that's I think that's a cool and sensible to, yeah. um, distinction to draw.
3: Like, I think the overworld in Yume Nikki is maze-like, but I would still call it a place. I think in the way that Polly's describing, mm-hmm. but you definitely can get. And it. I would, and
2: I was absolutely, I was absolutely thinking of Yume Nikki just the whole game as one big maze, mm. like including the yeah. non, the parts that aren't just the, yeah, the hell maze. I I like that distinction. I, I think the uh, neither game has like a big scripted story beat. No. Um have big scripted story beats. Um they both have very kind of um small endings which I think suit the story that they're telling. I like this one's conclusion a little more, I think. I think, I think this Be me a little harder.
0: Yeah, I got a little more out of this one and like with the way when, when you know what's going on in the story and kind of like when you when you get to the actual ending and see what happens like that it's all like, oh, that that feels really nice. Um whether it's meant mm-hmm. to feel nice or not, I mean, I'm not entirely sure, <laughs> but it made me feel mm. nice.
2: Mm. Yeah, it it pulls a co- very cool trick. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm Was not gonna. I don't. Not I'm not gonna spoil the trick. Yeah, <laughs> it's a cool trick. Cool. Um, I'm gonna keep just keep this RPG Maker train going here. Go for it. And I didn't talk about this one much on Twitter because it's pretty esoteric. Um, <laughs> this game is. Um, Photocopiadora's um, hard office. This is the same dev that made Quad Death Core Meltdown EX and Video Pulp Supercardi's Dread. The latter was a um, collab project, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, and my experience playing photo games is generally that they are... Um, is that sometimes they feel completely impenetrable. <laughs> um, but always in a ways that feel deliberate. And then when they do click, they just click completely, like they did with um, Quad Death and Video Pulp. Well, this game is based on a dream,
0: and when you're dealing with dream logic, I can see that being very impenetrable, because that's going to vary person to person.
2: Yeah, this one, this is very much like a sort of glitch logic, Mm. um, RPG, like, dense puzzles. And then, like, there was at least one puzzle where I had to go to the DM the dev and be like, hey, (laughs) Hey. I'm stuck. Help me out. (laughs) <laughs> and I think I think the um I think the density, but for the most part the this is definitely like a, a, where you explore a little adventure game world and then you pay very close attention and pick up on certain cues and then when you follow through on those cues and it works, it feels really good. Hmm. And I can kind of see the way I could have gotten through that one that I had that I finally badgered the person about. Um But I play I played it for about an hour, I got two of the three endings. Um, and I found the puzzle solving really rewarding for the most part. It was, like, very much like, would this work? No. Would this, would that work? Let me try it. Oh my god, it worked! Oh my god! You feel like a big galaxy brain super genius. Um, and the, the story is like, it's told lightly enough that it doesn't feel like it's beating your face with the theming, I think, but... Not so lightly that it's, um, that it doesn't have any bite to it. Right. That it doesn't feel like, that it just kind of feels a little too, like, um, it's tricky. It, it feels like, <laughs> like, there's sometimes I play a game and I'm like, oh man, that was, that was like capital A art. <laughs> Right, right. I got you. <laughs> where it's like, where it's, where it's not trying to grab you in like a narr, it grab you in like a nar- traditional narrative journey, mm-hmm. which like is basically all of my games will either will try to kind of go on sort of a traditional journey. This is very much just like not leaning on the note too hard, not lecturing you. Here is the point of the thing. Mm-hmm. Is just like live in this space for a little bit, take what you one from it and then be done. Um I had a good time with it. I it's it literally says up front, "Hey, this is rough around the edges and suffers from some adventure game bullshit." I think I like it that way. So, play it if you want. <laughs> yeah. Uh, in any game that has a bullet point of experience the
0: obliterating burden of living,
2: I'm here <laughs> for it. <laughs> um that's my yeah, that that was sort of my takeaways like I'm I've played, like, through several photo games now at this point, mm-hmm. and all of them, even when it's dense to the point where I I just can't penetrate it, um, it always feels very intentional. Yeah. Um, and I think quad, quad Death is probably the one I would point most folks at, because it's just in a very fun platformer once you get past that, like, five to ten minutes of... Wait, what the fuck what the <laughs> is this? What is going on? <laughs> um... But this was a this was another good one. This was and it's a twenty fifth. It's cool to play a game from like tw- an RPG Maker game from like five years ago, yeah. And have it just kind of sneak up on me, like, oh shit, this is this is real cool. Um. So. I'm gonna I have one more mm-hmm. thing, and then I'll separate the the next into the next chunk. Sure. Um. And I've got more RPG Maker stuff to talk about. <laughs> but we'll say that for the next chunk because I okay. do want to talk a little bit about Xenogears. Hey, I know that video oh. game. Oh. It's, a,
3: it's an RPG maker yeah, game. Yeah, it's an
0: RPG maker game. It's it's one of the more advanced oh. ones. Um, yeah, they got some 3D <laughs> in there somehow. RPG Maker 98. <laughs> it's like oh, uh, there's like there's like a there's an RPG maker for the PS2 that lets you do oh. 3D games. God,
2: wow. Yeah, this is probably this is probably made in that. I have it. It's no. a
0: disaster to use. Like it's like I I try, oh, I've I've, tried I'm s- sure. I've tried You're so hard. Time. I've tried so hard to understand, and it's just like, what
2: is even... What am I doing? God. Um, so I took... Um. I played the first, like, 12 hours of this immediately after Um. <laughs> finishing Xenoblade. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> which was... Which was a decision. <laughs> That's that a I decision
3: made. one can make um, to do Yeah, absolutely.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. It seems incredibly <laughs> foolish. Who would start a second Xeno game immediately after finishing another very long Xeno game. I can't imagine anyone else being that foolish. Um, but I did that, and I got up to the first act break, which is incredibly good! Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, the the act break where, like, they've been setting up all these little plot threads mm-hmm. for like eight hours, and then they all just slam into each other. I, this is what a friend said that I really liked. was, And then all the plot threads slam together at 400 miles an hour. Yeah, for like an hour. Oh yeah. Um, and it's the first fight with Ellie and the big desert. Oh yeah. Set piece boss yeah. fight, and then it comes after that, and it's dope as hell. Hell yeah. Um, and I was just like, "Oh my god, Mecha shit is so cool!" I <laughs> forgot. I did. Why did nobody tell me that Xeno Gears was a really cool Mecha story? <laughs> Everyone <laughs> forgot to mention that, so they could talk about Disc Two.
0: Yeah, the, the, um, that's kind of like the discourse that, that game kind of gets lost in anymore. Is oh man, disc two is where they ran out of the budget. Like, yeah, it's like okay, we get it.
2: <laughs> Why do people still care about it if that's the only thing? There must be something else. You want to talk about that other thing? And it's that it's a very cool mecha anime. Sometimes. I mean, the back of the box I does "stands tall and shake the heavens." It's literally like, hey man, it's about
0: it's about big old robots.
2: Hmm. And it's it's mecha in the best way where it's. Oh my god, the main character has all this unimagin has just obtained all this unimaginable power and they can use it to destroy the enemies, but it comes at a terrible cost. Mm. Oh, there mm. it is. There's the good shit. Yeah. There's that good shit. Yeah. I'm here for it. Um mm-hmm. uh, it's also a stunningly gorgeous game. Oh uh, god, man, like this game was
0: incredible. Like like this the uh, the demo this came on the Parasite with Parasite Eve. Um back in the day, and I got Parasite <laughs> Eve the day it came out, right? So the de- it came with a demo of Xenogears, which I, to pl- which I proceeded to play for three hours before putting Parasite <laughs> Eve into my PlayStation. That's how, like, <laughs> I had not seen an RPG look like this. These fully 3D environments with, and like, with, like, these big, chunky 2D sprites that are animated from every angle. Mm-hmm. It just looks incredible. And like the death blows looked mm-hmm.
2: absolutely it's... nuts. It looks like it looks a lot like Trails. It's the same basic art style that Trails in the Sky took, except um, Trails in the Sky presents almost every cutscene or like every scene from basically the same angle. Yeah, rotated around three hundred sixty degrees. Um, it's the same like it, you can rotate it, but the angle is set. Yeah, Xenogears Gears is lovingly. All the cutscenes are just, like, lovingly freeform with the camera. It'll yeah. go in and out of around buildings. It'll do all sorts of cool shit. Um, and it just all looks great because it's got these gorgeous sprites, like Polly said. Um, and I, it feels like RB, like Final Fantasy VII and a lot of Square's games feel very in love with the possibilities of pre-rendered backgrounds. Oh, which yeah. were a complete explosive leap forward from what the SNES could do. -hmm. And they they have their own like caveats and weirdnesses, but they and they are really special and cool and beautiful. And those games make take delight in using the pre-rendered backgrounds in cool ways, like how FF Seven plays with scale constantly. Oh yeah! yeah. Like okay, now the characters are really tiny, and now they're we're in a really intimate environment. We're doing all this cool shit. Um, Xenogears feels like it's taking that same amount of joy in creating a 3D space in an RPG and there especially in the towns there's um when you get to Ave for the first time yes that ga- that that area makes use of the space in this just breathtaking way and 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 the way it manifests is that you poke around it from all these different angles literally all these different angles mm-hmm. um and even the platforming stuff feels like it's ties ties into that. It's like, hey, we want you you to engage with this as a 3D space and we're going to make an RPG uh with an incredible emotional scale. Oh yeah. And make these cool really beautiful diorama levels and every little house is just so detailed um and it's really cool and pretty.
0: Yeah, um, like it, it, there there was nothing that looked like this game when it came out. Like it's just such a mm-hmm. a big old thing of its own. Because
2: um, I've played a lot of games that have this approach, mainly like Dragon Dragon <laughs> Quest, the Dragon Quest remakes on the DS. Yeah. Um, are come to mind. I, I think that was what Dragon Quest Seven looked like, but that was a lot after Xenogears came out. Trails yeah. in Sky was a lot after Xenogears came out. Um. The the you can't really can't understate the positive energy of like this game that is coming forward with this completely fresh feeling aesthetic that it is exploring joyously. Oh
0: yeah. Do you know that Ceno uh, um, Gears was supposed to be Final Fantasy Seven?
2: Yep. And and then they and I think they, are, well, they pitched it as Final Fantasy Seven. Yep. Um, and then they said, eh, no. What about maybe it's Chrono Trigger 2? And they got a ways into that and they're like, "Mm, no, make it, maybe make it your own thing. Yeah. And the fact that, the fact that they, that there are multiple really cool square games that were like, well, we thought that we pitched this as Final Fantasy VII. We decided that wasn't a good fit, but then we said, just go make it as a standalone thing. Like that is, it's an energy you're not going to get energy. Yeah. You're not going to get that.
0: Contemporary games. Yeah. Like with now, like it's like, no, we're going to shoehorn it and make it work. We've already put the money into mm-hmm. it. These the, these assets exist. <laughs> this is Final Fantasy VII now,
2: mm-hmm. or it, they just won't. They they'll turn down the pitch, and then they'll never get made. Yeah, yeah. Because why would you make? Yeah. Why would you make a new RPG that's not Final Fantasy? VII? Yeah, that, that'd be stupid. Yeah, exactly. Instead, they're just like, oh yeah, make Xenogears, make Parasite Eve, make a shmup, make I don't know. Let's give more money to the saga guy. Why not? Like, <laughs> PS one has he made where... a game that's not really weird?
0: Nope. Let's keep it going. PS1 Square was on a whole other shit. <laughs> like, just ridiculous when you look at their output. Um, and then the fucking Spirits Within tanked them hard. Ugh, it's really yeah. a
3: shame. They flew, t- they flew too close to the side. I mean, they were so weird because, like, they did only JRPGs up to a point, And then yeah. they're just like, what if we did a fighting game with one-hit kills? What if we do Brave Fencer Musashi? What-? And like you said, a shmup like they just tackled every genre like, at once threads kind of, of fate like fucking
0: just what they were on some shit and like most of the shit they put out was really good too Yeah. like it's not only that they were experimenting mm. and just like throwing off these one-off projects it's that most of them were fucking good
3: yeah definitely
2: there's still a discipline to how they brought them together yeah. even if it was like even if it was a lot more kind of wild and experimental than like falcom or Eno or like yuji mm-hmm. horror games um they ha- they brought that energy and it's not an energy that i've really seen replicated in another commercial game space maybe <laughs> that i like i can necessarily i i'm sure there i'm sure it exists i'm sure there's a lot of them but that fe- that period of time that corporate environment something about how it came together feels really special and yeah. i think xenogears is a good example of that um just from the experience of playing it up to that point i did immediately after that act break it just drops you into all the momentum. Just kind of like, all right, we're going to completely reset. Throw yep. out all these other characters. <laughs> Faye's in jail now. And he's going to be in jail for the next four hours. Oh, man. This is a tournament a, arc. Oh, this is a long oh, You do a portion. tournament arc and a sewer maze. Oh, yeah, oh, sewer man. maze. Oh,
0: man. I remember the sewer maze. Not the being... sewer maze. Not being super fun.
2: The sewer maze took me 90 minutes and I was looking at a map. That's nuts! I was looking at a map the whole time! The the encounter like, rate I, I is was ridiculous
0: it, at that portion of the game.
2: I was playing it legit until that point and I got to the maze I was like, fuck this! <laughs> no thank you! And I tried to speed it up and it was still 90 minutes! <laughs> And I was like, okay, and this was after two weeks, and I, I just started this point, point. I was like, oh, I'm not sure about this, <laughs> and I just was like, I booted back up, and I was like, do I want to keep playing Gears? And then I was like, let's just get past the jail part, and then we'll see, okay? We'll reassess. And I took, the, I took the four hours, and I got past the jail part, and I reassessed, and then suddenly I was having some fun again. Oh, Good. Quite a lot of fun because they have another giant, Gigundo <laughs> climax happen <laughs> um, where you fight where you just like fly your mech onto an airship and then fight a gauntlet of recurring baddies on top of the airship and then you fight and then you see Ellie and it's like you have a big confrontation with Ellie and then oh and there's another boss got to fight them. oh oh my god this previous character who you thought left just Hansel it in and they're gonna fight with you and oh shit rad um, and uh, so now I'm thoroughly reinvested, and I'm about 18, 20 hours in. Nice. Um, so I'm, I'm pretty much going to see it through at this point, I think. Oh. <sighs> uh-huh. It's, it's a lot. Of swords.
3: Swords. It's... Yeah. When re- you said you were on, like, area 3 of 12 or something. <laughs> you
2: know, in a walkthrough. I think disc 2 starts at, like, area 9 or 10, so it's like, okay, I'm a third through disc 1, and once I'm at disc 2, that's just going to fly by. It's oh, yeah, fine. disc 2 really kind of goes until the final dungeon. It's just a few it's fine. I'll, I'll just fly through it. It'll be fine. The important thing is I just need to get to get to the end of this. But besides, like I said, I'm having fun yeah. again. So it yeah. fe- I'm not just counting chapters down until yeah, I the chore is done. I would have been
3: mad if you tapped out this early.
2: Yeah. <laughs> you would have been mad if I'd given up. Well, the thing yeah. is. You
3: got you got to uh, really think you're going to see it through and then be broken by this game. <laughs> <laughs>
0: me and Rhett know well, what's said, coming. Me and Rhett know yeah. that there are things coming that are really probably going to try the old patience. Because <laughs> he's somebody that loves the game. There are some areas in that game where I'm just like,
2: ooh, ooh man, this is real fucking fun. Is it going to be the platforming tower? The one dungeon that is the only, in the 50-hour game, that's the only thing people talk about ever? Yeah, it's, it, it, John, it's, you know how that game is. Is it that bad? You know how that game
0: feels, right? Okay. You feel it. It's kind of chunky. Okay. The, pla- the platforming is a little chunk- delay. It's on. You're operating on a bit of de- a bit of a delay. Um, bit of a delay. There's there's some angle issues. Um, you can get into you can get into some random encounters during your jumps. <laughs> yes. Yeah. You can get into a random counter it's in the middle great. of a jump. You'll lose your momentum and then fall. <laughs> uh, and That's you also have health. limited fuel.
2: <laughs> the fuel thing is fun. <laughs> The deal thing is um I once I kind of figured out what the the MO of the fighting is mm-hmm. with the mechs, I was like, oh okay, I can kind of yeah. Just the, always the be in charge. Fighting... <laughs> yeah. The thing with the fighting is funny, um because both of the fighting systems are really simple, I think. Yeah. Um in a way that's kind of refreshing after Xenoplay. Yeah. Oh. It's God. sort of like the just like, okay, we're just going to trade numbers for a while, and it's going to shake out either in my favor or not. Yeah. And I can feel, I'm just going to be okay with that. <laughs> and there's, there's sort of a pleasing simplicity to it after, oh god, gotta manage, gotta... Gotta fucking break them so that I can topple them so that I can daze them.
1: Oh, <laughs> oh shit, they,
2: they've undazed. If I time it right, then they'll still be toppled and I can re topple. They'll still be breaked, and I can re topple them.
3: <laughs> See, I feel Xenoblade combat is still super simple. It's just trying as hard as it can to be complex.
2: Yeah, which is obnoxious. Yeah. <laughs> And this is not doing that. It is just like okay, we made a simple little comp. We made two simple little combat engines. Please enjoy. Except now it's a fighting game because this is a Square game. We're gonna just randomly do shit like that because it's cool. Mm-hmm. It's sort of that Hideki Kamiya energy, where it looks like okay, we're gonna do a pseudo shmup section here. <laughs> There's a pseudo shmup section here. Here's a here's a weird like 3D mech
0: battle game from 1998. Um, this was probably an arcade mm-hmm. game pitch at some point, but we just put it in here. <laughs> Yep. Here, here's Tucked Virtual on. Play Virtual
2: on. <laughs> it's really fun. Um, so I'm I'm just kind of that is the energy that I'm enjoying about it is mm-hmm. that it just goes uh, in such an intense way. The art and the the whole style is just so gorgeous, um, and that makes it that makes it a lot easier to deal with not really caring about any of the characters. Oh. Ooh. <laughs>
3: That's a big knife right Oops.
2: there. Oops. Oops! Oops! <laughs> what about Ellie? Oops. Ellie's good. I like Ellie. Um, Ellie had, like, a cool backstory that immediately turned into, like, a scary stake-setting boss battle. Like, mm-hmm. that was... That's the good shit. Um, basic... But, like, it, it's weird, because the, the way the story just goes in those big moments, it feels like Final Fantasy VI. Like, it feels like it... it Mm-hmm. It's carrying me through these big moments in the same way that that game did to me, mm-hmm. um, and that might be me being colored by knowing that these are that the Takahashi team is are both veteran FF six devs, yeah. junior devs or mm-hmm. writers, um, but like it feels like a lot of the same energy. It's just that it's just not quite as it's just not quite as charming, not quite as snappy. I don't care about these characters quite as much. Mm. Uh, it's a little bit more muddled. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think some of this so modeling does come from the, a
0: translation that is not 100 percent there. Oh,
2: it's real rough. It's real rough. The, the, the text is a big part of it. I don't really, I don't like Sitan at all. I don't like anything about how he talks. Oh, like he's ever. so
0: he's. I think he's very intentionally like that too. Uh, I think that that is a point that makes in his sense. character he, that you're supposed to just kind of. Mm. Oh, you are just cut. You just grate on me in the worst possible fucking way. <laughs>
2: Oh my god. Yeah, and he's such a big player in that first eight like, hours. Like Saitan Satan follows,
0: follows Jonathan Blow on Twitter, probably.
3: <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> There's your current reference. That is
2: that is that is exactly he he go he shows up at the church where <laughs> He's being led by this lady. This is his friend's bro, his friend's sister, and she's like, "Here's the church where I grew up, and I was raised my whole life. Here's the very pretty painting that we keep, that is our special sacred artifact." And then he's like, "Walks in, <laughs> big dick hanging out." Like, well, here's what I think this painting says. I think it has this interesting gender. I think it has all this cool. This is my th- reading of how this painting goes. Hey, well, um, oh, look about this. Let me ask you a question. Let me keep talking after asking that question. I'm
1: just
0: like, oh, hey, <laughs> fuck you!
2: It's a oh, very I- specific
0: energy, and I think he's meant to piss oh. you off. <laughs> good, because he succeeds. <laughs> um, he's got some cool uh, ass did, death like, blows, two- though.
2: Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I love the one where Faye, um like runs up the front of the enemy, kicking them, and then like flips around and yes! kicks them in the face. That's so good. That's good shit. Um. So the idea of this being like okay so the the narrative I the narrative I built in my brain is like um the two Takashis both ex FS6 devs now they're spearheading their own game um but it's not doesn't have Kitase, doesn't have Sakaguchi and they're just not quite bringing that same bringing a lot of the same kind of coherence and heat and it's not the quiet moments aren't really landing the way I want them to, and mm. the and that makes the big moments not quite land the way they could. Gotcha. I think if the, I think if the right and again I think a lot of that is probably um, the localization, which just matters a lot more when there's like five times as much text as in a SNES game. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. So that's. Uh, so I'm just kind of going in like pretty measured. Like, okay, I'm not expecting this to be my favorite thing, but I'm loving. This particular energy so much that I can easily see it carrying me through the rest of the story. Did you catch the
0: Xenogears um, uh, reference or foretelling in in Final Fantasy Seven back in the day? No, yeah, like when when Cloud's going through all that stuff um, in the live stream and stuff, where he's just kind of like in a coma. He actually like like if you go mm-hmm. up to him at a certain point, he says Xenogears. Because it was like, you know, obviously not translated (laughs) properly. But he he has four text boxes. (laughs) It just says, Zenogios.
2: Oh my god. (laughs) It's like, hey, we're going
0: to make this cool. We got this game in dev. I thought that was really cool. uh, Because I didn't get that at first. Mm. And then, like, the moment I heard about Xenogears,
3: what? Oh my god, that's a cool little (laughs) reference. Oh, well, people were probably like, oh, this is uh, Oh, they retranslated it.
0: They retranslated it. So it just says Xenogears now. (laughs)
3: <laughs> what? Oh, it's probably still in text like, textbooks. So. In,
0: in, in uh, the way they yeah. spell it out in, in, in uh, the original release is Z-E-N-O-G-I-A-S. So it, it's yeah. obviously just a, ro- mm-hmm. you know, it's just a romanization of Xenogears. Yeah. Um, and then, um, like, they just changed it to Xenogears in later
3: scripts. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's actually really weird in the yeah. PS4 version. He says, watch Sinfogear. Weird, huh? <laughs> weird.
2: I'm excited to find out where this one stands in the grand gear, tier the gear list cannon. Of the mixed, gear canon. Mixed bags the, the wet cannon. Gear. The gear, gear cannon. cannon. No, I was thinking I was thinking in the grand tier list of mixed bags square uh, game, square PS1 games. Oh right, well yeah. I put it at the bottom
3: apparently. Yeah, fucking apparently. <laughs> Jesus. You know it was wild That's rough. See, that really blew my mind is seeing it on my worst games of all time list as lower on the list than uh God, what was it? Saga Frontier and FF8? Yeah, that pissed me off. <laughs> that pissed me off! Well, here's what was funny to me about it, is that FF8 pissed me off way more. Oh, yeah! Yeah! Saga Frontier is the way worse game, but I barely put up with it for, like, more than two hours, so mm. it didn't it didn't stick with me. I think that's debatable. So, like... I continue. Xeno... Xeno Gears was probably the one I played the longest and still ended up getting mad and falling off at so it kind of pissed me off the most but so i was trying to think of when i played it and i was like oh i think i played that early 2000 because i was still in high school but then i definitely didn't play it after high school Mm -hmm. and then that article was 2007 i think yeah so it was Mm -hmm. it only been like seven years yeah and i never thought about the game afterwards so now it's 2020 (laughs) and i see it on there and i go I literally don't remember a thing—a damn thing—about Xeno Gears. But apparently, 13 years ago, I was mad to write about. You were very write about.
0: angry about in a list that also includes Final Fantasy 11. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Final
3: Fantasy XI way lower like, on that list. I'm
0: saying Final Fantasy 11 deserves it. I'm just saying yeah. that like you hate a game this much <laughs> for it to Xeno be Gears, on your
3: same list. See, Zeno Gears, I think, was the highest expectations versus what mm. I got.
1: Hmm.
3: I. All my it's high dead. school friends were like, who, you know, who all liked FF7 and 8 or at least 7. They were all super yeah. high on Xenogears and then I played it a couple of years later and just did not fucking get it. Mm. It's a bummer. Mm-hmm.
2: I think I think coming at it now with the understanding of like, okay, this was sort of yeah. the this was sort of the B team thing yeah. while they were making FF8. Yeah. And then even or even like Chrono Cross like, okay, this was sort of the side this was
3: not the main. Mm-hmm. Next big thing there. Um, I think that softens the blow a lot. But. I think also playing it in early 2000 post Dreamcast coming out. Yeah, that's. That that's... game did not look pretty. That game was super oh, ugly yeah, that in, game, like, relative to when yeah. it came out. <clears throat> like, mm. Dreamcast was the new hotness then. Yeah, oh, if we're comparing Steam polygons. It, wow. Yeah.
0: If we're comparing it to, like, Skies of Arcadia and Grandia 2, yeah, it doesn't yeah. stand a chance.
3: Oof. Yeah. I can understand it looking pretty I'm, now versus, like,. Because it's an an aesthetic yeah. in its own, right? And it also is mm-hmm. very similar to trails. That's
2: not an aesthetic that is not particularly yeah. like burned out on. Like there, like there aren't a ton of games. That, yeah, almost nothing. It's not, It's not. It, it hasn't. There has been a, a revolution of like indie RPGs with this
3: style. No, indie I mean, RPGs there's literally Anodyne there. Two is probably the only. Yeah, like, thing that's, the only... that's even approaching. Yeah. That same, and that's not, and that game doesn't have sprites yeah. either. Those are three D models. So, no, yeah, 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 I mean, really. I mean, I guess there's literally trails in the sky then, as three D with sprites. Well, there's one. I actually can think of one. I mean,
0: Chantalise does it's it.
2: Catamites, and it's this catamite oh. game that I didn't like. Oh. <laughs> mm. But it, it yeah. definitely is doing the three D environments and sprites style. All right. Hello.
0: Hey.
3: It's Throwing your, back to me, huh? It's
0: your turn to talk again. I'll talk, yeah, okay. after, I'll
3: talk after you. How's that okay. sound? We'll do that. All right. Uh, I watched an anime. You did what? I watched, what? I'm watched. i back to watch an anime. Oh. You know why? Because you finished your Higurashi streams for a bit. Oh, okay. <laughs> it was literally like, well, need something else to watch for a bit. <laughs> uh, this will be kind of a quick one because I haven't even actually finished the show yet. I watched uh Shiro Bako. Uh. This this is a show about a group of girls who want to make an anime.
2: Yep. Oh, yeah. I saw a bunch of this one on... I thought I saw a bunch of this one on Twitter, right?
3: Mm-hmm. Maybe not. Uh, yeah, so maybe there's a different thing. one that I also talked about on the podcast. Okay, okay. There's uh, the Asa show, which was... Uh, God, keep Your Hands Off, Keep Isaken. Your Hands Off, yeah. So that's that mm-hmm. one is high school girls actually making an anime. This one is like the sequel, basically. Where it's a it's a five girls who were in a high school club that made an anime, and then it like one minute into the show, smash cuts to them two and a half years later, mm-hmm. and they're actually working in in the industry, <laughs> and they all kind of hate it.
0: Oh no! Oh. This, this show feels like it can be very very biographical on from the people writing
3: it. Oh, it's weird. <laughs> <laughs> so like, whereas Keep Your Hands Off Isaacin was very much about the actual. Artistry and like doing technical drawings and like frame by framing stuff and like key art, mm-hmm. like it was much more on the technical side of anime. This one feels way more on the business side,
2: oh, and, like, the re-
3: yeah, <laughs> and the realities of actually producing a show in a time frame. Yeah, because our main character, she's not an artist; she she just works as a production assistant. Mm-hmm. So her job is just keeping track of where all these moving parts are. Yeah. Like, is cut 53 done? I need key art done tomorrow. Oh, we're going to filming. Oh, where's the, you know, just all these balls in the air constantly. All the
0: small things that make a show come together like yeah. your keyframes,
3: your tweens,
0: things like that. Like, yeah. Somebody that's got to be in charge of knowing every single shot of every episode for the next yeah. five episodes.
3: So that's the thing, and this is that there's like four different production assistants and they all get assigned a couple episodes. Mm -hmm. So at the start, like she's on episode three and this real slacker guy, he's on episode four or something like that. So she's really stressed and he's like behind on schedule and she knows that's going to affect him. Mm -hmm. And then like, there's a whole arc about like, there's an explosion at the end of episode eight. Are we going to CG it or are we going to hand draw it? And then there's a miscommunication between the episodes eight and nine teams where, one thinks they're going to do it in 2D art and the other thinks they're going to do it in 3D so they both do it and then the shot is mismatched between oh. episodes. Like, stupid shit like that. And then, like, one of the artists gets really pissy because he doesn't believe in 3D and 3D anime. Mm. So he, they're like, you need to draw these frames. And he's like, no! I'm going home. Oh my god. The other thing is, like, a lot of the key artists are shown as working at home mm-hmm. and just being delivered, like, like, a lot of her job is just physically delivering cells and stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it's just a stressful kind of show in a weird way. When when does this show take place?
0: Because, like, cells are not a thing anymore. Everything's pretty well, much digipaint now.
3: I think it seems like, again, they don't really don't get much into the technical side. Mm. It just shows these characters drawing on, um, like, doing the key art a lot. Okay. And then she's delivering folders to people. And I think they scan those in and then eventually convert it to digital. Mm. But yeah, this is a pretty recent show. It's definitely not, like, painted cells, mm. but I think they're still hand-drawing, or gotcha. obviously they're hand-drawing the, the, the keyframes. Gotcha. They don't go into the in-between stuff. There's one part where, like, they did send out, like, some shots to an accessory studio, and then their server goes down. Oh, and they Oh, no. the <laughs> Just, like, it's a very real-world stress situation, and, like, their company president just drives four hours to deliver the material to them so it doesn't get delayed. Because they're like, if, if one step of this process goes down... You lose your episode. You lose your episode. We don't want to do a recap episode. This director already had an issue with, like, his previous work being bogged down by, like, multiple recap episodes... Oh, this sounds real fucking... Like, this
0: sounds born of real experiences.
3: I'm sure it's a little bit played up because it's an anime, but also it's probably a mix of real experiences all kind of coagulated into one... Even working in audio. Mm -hmm.
0: Even working in time-sensitive audio, Mm. I have been in situations where I have seen somebody drive two hours to get something somewhere. Like, I've seen those situations happen. Yeah,
3: yeah. There's even a bit about audio in this where, like, they're like, oh, quick, I need you. Put on these shoes and walk on this tile for me so I can record it because I need a girl who artists. can walk in heels. <laughs> and it's always weird when they're they're in the show, they're recording audio, mm-hmm. and then you think, well, somebody in real life had to make these sounds so that they could make the sound of somebody recording the sound in an anime. Yeah! <laughs> Because <laughs> then they're like, okay, now walk through this, pile of wa- this puddle of water. Splish, 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 splish. No, no, do it more gently. Splish, 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 splish. <laughs> like, <clears throat> the fact that it's a show about making a show is like... There's meta there, yeah, There's Yeah, there's like an added funny. layer
0: of, like, when you start thinking about this show yeah. in the context of... How yeah. many of these situations occurred during the creation of this?
3: Because the, there's one... Minor story arc about one of the key artists is having a lot of trouble drawing a cat realistically, Mm -hmm. and then she goes for a walk and sees a cat. (laughs) But of course, the cat you, as the viewer, are seeing is still an animated cat. Oh, god, (laughs) yeah! So your brain starts to break the more you think about it like the way they blur that reality. I love this, I love this. to the characters, that's their reality. But in real world life, that's still an animated cat mm. that they're treating as, like, oh, real. And they're, like, they're picking it up and, like, looking at its legs. of like, <laughs> oh, the cat's bent. They don't have a kneecap. I understand how a cat <laughs> works now. And the cat is, like, fucking piss off. <laughs> so,
0: as cats are wont to do. Yeah. Well,
3: it, obviously, it growls and runs away.
0: Because that's what, that's what cats do in anime. They get angry at somebody and scratch them. Yeah, because that's how you know that that mm-hmm. character is not supposed to be liked.
2: <laughs> oh, mean oh. I immediately thought of Azamanga
3: Dia with the poor tall
0: girl. Well, well, yeah, like that's supposed to be the thing. Is it like, yeah, like the cats well, don't cat, like
3: them? That cat is very He's, stylized. Yeah, like that's it. Doesn't yeah, actually true. look. Cats don't actually look like that thing. This one is trying to look like a real cat. Mm-hmm. So like. The weird thing about this show is that it is kind of stressful and like watching a bunch of characters be kind of unsatisfied with their job. (laughs) (laughs) That I'm like, maybe this isn't actually the best time to be watching this, but it is still compelling in a way that keeps me going. Right. God, probably the most brutal arc so far has been this one girl who. So they're the five high school girls at the start. They all knew each other. Mm -hmm. And then two and a half years passed. Not all of them, they didn't stick together. Not obviously. one of them is a voice actor who hasn't gotten any actual work yet, which is depressing. Oof, oof. Two of them work at the same company. One of them is like a scriptwriter who doesn't have any work. And then one of them is a CG artist who works at a different company.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: So it's a good company. They pay well. And she finds out all they do is model cars. Oh. So she's oh. been working there for three months. And all she's ever done is model wheels. Oh, no. And then they've took on, like, multiple years' worth of work in the future. Oh. And all they're ever going to do is model cars. And she she's oh. basically having this existential crisis of, like, is this it? Is this just what I do? For- this isn't why I got into animation. Yeah. So she has to decide if she wants to quit or not. And then they're like, well, you, you can't quit if you haven't even been there a year. So... It's a little too real at times.
1: Yeah,
0: and, and when, especially, like, when you consider, like, the, the Japanese culture around jobs and things like that, too. Like, it can just be really, like, oh, no. You're trapped. <sighs> it's, that's heavy. That's real heavy. Sadly, I know yep. a lot of artists that have kind of ended up in that situation where, you're like, yeah, you're just, you're modeling fenders at Nissan. <laughs>
3: Ooh. I dropped at a really bad time. Oh, hey. I'm no. back.
2: <laughs> Sorry. Hi. You you opened the Discord tab, didn't you?
3: I w- you said it's really you when you consider something, and then I dropped out.
0: When you consider uh, Japanese culture and with, 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 their, with, with sort of like oh, how right. they look at jobs and things like that and education, it's like, oh, well, like, if you fucked up, then you fucked up. You, like, this is your lot in life, and you can't change it. Like, that's sort of, like, a lot of the way those situations tend to either play out or get presented.
3: yeah so it's a good show and now like i've got a couple episodes left there's a whole thing where like the director spends like half the show working on this storyboard for the last episode mm-hmm. and it's like oh we have a month to make this episode now it usually takes two months
1: mm-hmm.
3: we're fucked <laughs> you know it's just they're gonna bring Ooh. it down right to the wire obviously yeah and it's funny because it's like the way i always thought about it was like oh they make each episode in a week and it's Obviously, not that's not how they do it. No, they have like eight going at once, at least, probably. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) because they're talking about how, like, but the show starts, they do like
0: five concurrent, I
3: think. Some that sounds about right, based on the show. Yeah, but it's just it seems like a nightmare though, because the show starts with them airing episode one, Mm -hmm. so it's just okay, you're on a deadline now for everything else. Yep, just uh. So, like, when the director doesn't have an ending for the show... Oh, no! ...for, you know, half the show, and they're like, it's a huge deal, he finally finishes the screenplay, and they're like, well, we've just aired episode nine. We gotta get going. <laughs> yeah, it's a it's an interesting show and kind of a funny parallel to Keep Your Hands Off Eyes Again, which is much more idealized and this is yeah.
1: Yeah.
3: harsher reality. Nice. Anyway, seems like a bitch cool. to make.
0: Oh god, yeah. Like it's it's yep. not a fun industry. Like you don't hear a lot of happy stories mm-hmm. coming out of the anime industry, especially from individual animators. Um,
3: yeah. This show's like it's obviously not going to get too real cuz right. then it would be a little right.
0: Things get but, real like... bad like Sukiko Sagi and Paranoia Agent. That's when things mm-hmm. get
3: bad. <laughs> Actually, this does have a character do key art all night and then pass out the next morning. It's mm-hmm. <laughs> so, like it's a little dark. That's that's rough. Yeah. So Polly, yo, you've
0: been doing anything heavy? Yeah, heavy. Yeah, you might say. Mm-hmm. You might say things have been a little heavier than usual, a little more louder than usual, a little more a little more bombastic and flamboyant. <laughs> played a video game. You played a video oh, game? Yeah, I did. Amazing, Ooh. isn't it? That I would come to this podcast about talking about video games usually. That I would Usually come to this podcast, podcast this very podcast that we're doing right now, and that I would actually have a video game to talk about. It is very weird that that would happen,
3: but
1: hmm.
0: but uh, it's not just your normal, ordinary video game. This game's metal as fuck. <laughs> this game has so much metal in its veins <laughs> that there is a health joke I can make here that I ain't got the brain to make. So you'll just have to pretend that I made a real funny <laughs> iron joke or something. Nice. I, I, I don't, yeah. There you go. Rhett's got the, there you go. Now, John, laugh. Ha! There you go. Good. There you go. I played a game called Val Ferris. Process it. Played a game called Val Ferris. This is (laughs) a company named Steel Mantis. Who a few weeks or or, a few years ago they released a game called Slain uh, Back from Hell, which it has similar influences. Like it's also very Mm. metal. Up your ass. Throw up the horns. (laughs) Maiden. Like it's it's very much of that same style. Like this is the kind of game that Danilo DS would look at and just have an instant boner for. <laughs> like it's just it, it's leaning very heavy into a vision that I appreciate. But oh uh, uh, yeah, uh, uh Slain Back from Hell was super not that great. Mm. uh As it. A- yeah. Yeah, it's it's it, it was sort of the first attempt uh at going for what they were going for here. It has the same kind of style graphically, but it's kind of like a slasher kind of platformy game where uh I watched Eric play it and it ju- he was not having a good time. Uh, yeah. it just kind of it, looked way harder than it needed to be. The hit boxes looked real suspect. <laughs> Uh, this game, that game was just all over the place. So, like yeah. when this same company announced Valfaris that that had kind of like a oh, similar look, and it's like metal up your ass, like kind <laughs> like, of you know, having that same style, having you know being another platformer. It was just like, um, I get what you're going for here, and given Maybe that this not. is this is more of a runny gunny kind of game, so you're you're speaking my language. But I'm just not convinced, given given that pedigree of, of that first game. Which, which, I mean, to its credit, I mean, there are people out there that do like that first game. But I just from everything that I've seen of it, it just doesn't look super good. Um, but this this is sort of a follow up, but not like a direct sequel or anything. It's just like, hey, we we made another metal up your ass video game. <laughs> this one's 2D side scrollery. um speaking to, like, the, the metal part of it, like, this, much like Slain Also, the soundtrack was uh, performed by uh, Kurt Victor Bryant, who was a member of Celtic Frost, who Metalheads would know, like, they were a pretty extreme uh, metal band that that kind of been active on and off, like, the 80s, 90s, and the early 2000s, but I think that they kind of finally called it quits when one of their main members died in 2012, I think. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but, um... Valkyries is like it's just a very intense and brutal side-scrolling action platformer. Um, when I hear people talk about it a lot, they kind of like, like, oh, it's like Contra, Metal Slug. It's like th- no, like this this game doesn't really play or feel anything like those games. I don't think like these. This is a game mm-hmm. where like the stages are kind of big. They're more varied. Mm-hmm. They're not straightforward. Uh, the pacing is really different. Uh, and this game's just got, like, a much heavier, chunky feel to yeah. it. Like, Rhett played it. Like, th- yeah. this, this game's got, like, a, a feel to it, right?
3: Like It's very heavy. Like, Contra feels very light. Yeah. This is very heavy. Like, one of the things I notice is that you if, move you're,
2: around, you drop, hop.
3: if your character drops about a screen, like, he'll do a little landing kneel pose yeah. when you hit the ground, and you're stunned for, like, half a second. Yeah, you get like, some screen shake out like of that. it.
0: You get some screen shake out of it. It feels real good.
3: Yeah. Where Contra will like never take away control, even for a moment. Yeah. Like um, um, well, I do feel a little bit of Contra in this, but it's like a, one of many influences, I think. It's not yeah. definitely not like. Like, this isn't just inspired by Contra. Like, there's a lot
0: yeah. of Contra, Metal Slug, Turrican, um, god like, like it, it, has, it has a real neo geo kind of feel to it in a way hmm. i think um
3: for, for me i kind of thought of mega drive sega cd stuff yeah. just because of the soundtrack
0: oh yeah like, absolutely how
3: like oh we can have a metal soundtrack like was there's that one shmup that literally just lords of thunder yeah lords of just thunder like, so it kind of made me think of like lords of turrican on the mega cd having a sound, soundtrack like that
0: yeah like that and and the guitars just always going full blast like, blast beats everywhere. This is, like, you... Yeah. It's metal. Like, it, what do you want? Like, and they lean into it so hard, because, like, when you get a new weapon, your guy stops oh, the uh, fucking headbang.
3: <laughs> that's so ridiculous. The guy said yes. so he headbangs with the new weapon. He headbangs with the new weapon, and they do a whole animation for it. It's so good. You know, I'm, I'm shocked your weapon is a sword and not an axe. <laughs> you get an axe! Oh, okay. I'm not far enough in, I guess. Yeah, you get an axe later. Yeah, you get okay. like this game's, got, the... this game's got
0: weapons out the ass,
3: dude. Like they're so good. There are so many weapons and they're all so good it yeah. drives
0: me nuts. Like by the time like yeah. I, I had used pretty much a little bit of everything by the time yeah. that I finished the game, and like there's not a weapon that I would say is really super bad. Like there there may be some that are entirely situational, like the the weird yeah. tentacle gun I found. <laughs>
3: Tentacle gun. I don't think I have that yet. <laughs> there's a
0: weird wiggly bits tentacle gun, and they've got like there's like a tentacle sword you can get.
3: <laughs> yeah, I got the I at the sword at least.
0: Oh, then you've missed the battle axe. <laughs> oh, oops. Yeah, you can miss weapons in this game.
3: Yeah. Um, so it pays. But there's for so your, many. Yeah, like yeah. there's like twenty or so. I think there's. Like, I have like eight sub weapons. They're so good. There's like you start with the Gatling gun, or you get it really. Yeah, you really, get that really, real early. The Gatling gun, the rocket launcher, the shotgun. The shotgun's so like, good. The bendy laser, which is like kind of my favorite right yeah, now. Yeah, I like the bendy laser too.
0: Uh, but yeah, like this game's the got. The
3: thrower. That, that oh, God. Everything yes. feels so good.
0: Yeah, like everything's got just a bunch of punch to it. Like every weapon inspires a little bit of screen shake. So like you know that like and then like the melee feels real good like it's not super Mm. nuanced or anything but it's just like (laughs) but like running up and slashing once and taking out like five enemies at once and seeing the blood and giblets fly everywhere (laughs) feels real fucking good. Um, Also like this won't be on sale by the time that this podcast uh, most people hear it, but it is on sale right now on Steam for twelve fifty. So,
3: oh, is it about to end?
0: It's probably going to end tomorrow, I believe. Yeah, so but um so yeah, like it's it uh, um just these fun little levels that you explore. I like to think of it as like if Doom was a side scroller, this is kind of mm. what it would be, I think. Like it, yeah. I think that it has I mean, that it has like that, that same metal vibe. Um it's got the same kind of like just hellish demonic enemies that you're yeah. like laying waste to. Um
2: Have you got to also like
0: have you got to the point where they teach you parrying? Uh, with not the, really. Oh yeah, there's like there's some real good uh, melee stuff they get into with parrying later that feels real good. It's got that dust and Elysian tail kind of parry where when you do it, it's like boom, and you get this hmm. big slowdown when it happens, and it just feels
3: incredible. Yeah, I fought some enemies with swords, but they didn't feel quite as dusty when you countered them. Oh yeah, like but when that you- might be it. Yeah, There's like, some enemies that, like, the, the regular sidearms don't work on. Yeah. You have to use the sword or the side or the special weapon. Yeah. Yeah, those those guys are real fuckers. Yeah, they're... They,
0: yeah, a lot of this game is a real fucker. Um, yeah, it's also very hard. Don't go into this game thinking it's going to be... Like, this game will probably frustrate you at a few points. Uh, it's very difficult, but I think that the way that it handles its difficulty, it's very iterative. Like, it'll yeah. introduce a concept, and then it'll pile something else on take something away or recontext or contextualize it in every way. And all the bosses mm-hmm. are just really cool. And like, there's a lot of variety um, mm-hmm. and, and being able to like power up and use whatever weapons you want. seems to like, li- like it would make that interesting. Like um, so, so that you never feel like, Oh, and no, I have to go back and get the rocket launcher to deal with this guy. Like i never ran into a point where I felt like my loadout wasn't good. Uh, or if I just went into a boss with a weapon I didn't like, I still felt like I could tough it out, and I didn't really have that many problems.
3: Um, well, plus the checkpointing is very good The generous. checkpointing,
0: I like the checkpoint system because it, it rewards you for skipping checkpoints. Um, So you get like these little tokens you get resurrection tokens that you can drop into a save point, or you can drop into these little waypoints along every map, and every map's got like a shit ton of checkpoints, and you drop it in, and then like when you die, that's where you'll go next, and that's also how you play around with your arsenal as well, as you you drop in uh, a resurrection token Um, So you always have a number of resurrection tokens you have and a max number of resurrection tokens and every time you hit the max number of resurrection tokens, you get a little bit of a health increase that's permanent that lasts for the rest of the game so it invites you to kind of play mm-hmm. risk reward where it's just like okay like i'm gonna go i'm gonna dump a resurrection idol i'm gonna use it and then i'm gonna get max again and get another little itty bitty bit of health and you can do it you like the game is very generous in letting you do that and all mm-hmm. it takes is just skipping one or two checkpoints and i've played a lot of this game uh, by skipping, like, two and three checkpoints at a time, um, because it's not that hard to learn the areas. Yeah. They're all pretty fast and... Br- Despite the fact that this game is kind of lumbering and a little slower than you would expect from, a, like, a, the type of game that it is, the, 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 the time between checkpoints and, and the the size of the levels never feels like... It's like, a, come on,
3: get it over with. Yeah um it's just these nice little bite-sized chunks
0: yeah and and every level like where there's like a clear hard level cut like every level has its own like new and unique set of gimmicks um uh, mm-hmm. that 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 are fun uh, to play around with and there there's a, there was like only one time where where there was like an area in the middle of the game where it was like i really i'm not 100% here for this gimmick cuz it doesn't feel super good and i think even the devs realized that because it's a short and it doesn't even have a boss is like, it the robot? No, it's, uh, there's oh, one, I'm like, there's one I'm a little the, bit later. Uh, okay. With that, I was I'm, just I'm like, am probably Argh. about to hit that.
3: Yeah, I think I'm in you like are. the temple right now.
0: Okay. Yeah, but like I hit that area and it was just like a little, but then like it was over in literally three minutes. I'm like, okay, they didn't oh. even put a boss here. <laughs> they were just like, okay, we understand. Like this was a yeah. fun little diversion. We didn't need to try and make another big 20 minute level out of, yeah. um,
3: are they separate yeah, it's, levels? Yeah, it's all levels. Yeah,
0: like, it's all levels. Uh, cool. You can't go back once oh, like you've that. finished one. There, there's, like, very clear... Like, like the levels are big, and, like, it, there can be transitions in the middle of levels, but, like, when you hit a very hard level break, they'll give you, like, a little pop-up that says, like, oh, now you're in the refinery. Um, and there's a bit of a story going on. Like, um, it's not too bad. It's not like what kind of <laughs> what you expect out of this kind of game.
2: Not too many words getting in the way. It's kind of a game where you can
0: skip the text boxes. You can skip the text box. Like, it, it, I, I know mean, I was given some shit about offensive. that. Yeah. They're very inoffensive and like if you accidentally go into a text box you can literally just press start and then like go into reload at your last checkpoint and it'll just skip oh. it. <laughs> like oh. it'll just skip like it seems faster to do that than skip through the text. <laughs> <laughs> and I think that they mostly only talk to you at checkpoints, so you can just immediately reload the checkpoint in the middle of the dialogue. <laughs> Um yeah, like this this game's super good. Yeah. Um I I I I awesome. don't let, there's not a lot I can complain about with this game. Cool. Like it's it's everything I like in this kind of game. It's big, it's loud, it's chunky. Uh <laughs> it's hard in all the right ways. Um and man, you just gotta admire it going through like this vision that they're very dedicated mm-hmm. to. Like you can tell that this isn't just a gimmick for them. It's just like they like things that are real fucking metal and they made a game that feels like a big loud metal album yeah. um, like I said like, it gave me like if Doom was a side scroller but just kind of steeped even more into those heavy metal trappings
3: um, the funny thing about that comparison is that this is also in space
0: yeah, <laughs> it's also
3: in space. It's a space yeah. station, like, inf- infected by demonic forces and yeah. aliens and shit.
0: Yeah, like, it disappeared and then reappeared somewhere else, but now it's all infected, like, and you don't yeah. know why. Yeah, like, this This game is super good. Just, like, just good meaty boss fights yeah. all the time. Like, the regular enemy yeah. designs are just very simple, smart. Uh, they get in, they do the thing that they're supposed to do to just annoy the piss out of you, and it works real <laughs> well like there's some enemy types in that game, where I'm just like, no, I don't want to see you. I don't need more of you guys.
3: It's when you hold down that special button. Oh, man, this game really
0: does. Uh, this game really does reward be um, playing super aggressive. I think because uh, I, yeah. I feel like the most nice. most of the time, like when I got stuck somewhere, I would just be like, fuck it. I took off the brakes and I went in full I just went full fucking ham, just blowing all of my special ammo, which is easy to get nice. back by you just you just like if you want to get special weapon ammo back, you just use your sword a little bit which and they give you a ton of shit at all times to make sure that you're able to fully power yourself back up um okay, like everything about it is super smart like yeah. I'm definitely going to be playing through full metal mode, which is um it's the game again, but it's harder. But you get to keep all of your weapons that you've leveled up, and oh, nice. you and you can get more uh, blood tokens to level up all the other weapons. So, <laughs> um... and I'm gonna try and get that uh, speedrun achievement as well. Beat the game oh, in boy. two hours. It's it's gonna be rough because that game, man. Like my my first playthrough, it was, it was not the most graceful looking thing in the world. But <laughs> no. but knowing that the <laughs> but knowing <laughs> what I feel like, I feel that that game kind of rewards. Um, very aggressive play a bit mm. more now. Like I think that I can probably get a better handle on that. But yeah, I definitely want to beat full metal mode and at least try to get the two hour speed run achievement mode. So that game's still got some life left for me. I got about seven cool. hours out of it um, nice. for a full playthrough. Cool. So yeah, like if, if, if this is a jam, if this sounds like something, like I, I think that this is a game that could probably easily be socks cast approved once John plays it.
2: Yeah, uh, it's just got, I think it's yeah. got the right it's, kind it's of. It's really chunk. cool that you've. It's really cool that you played two like chunky action games recently like the other the one you brought up last podcast too was that yeah compared hunt down. flashback,
0: yeah hunt down, hunt oh, down. Yeah. yeah like yeah like, like the, that's
2: a, yeah, that one's very cool. amiga
0: feeling and it, and this one is more um like it's got that kind of genesis grit to it, i guess mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, like I would I definitely like say being
2: a little more weightless is is sort of a standard for a lot of. Action design, yeah.
3: These days. Everything and tries to be too snappy cool. and responsive, like kind of like mm-hmm. Super Metroid versus the ones after it. Yeah,
2: yeah. I feel that. So yeah. that that's a that's a part of it that interests me a lot, and also it just looks yeah. cool. All the, it's funny because yeah. this came out around the same time as Blazing Chrome, and yeah, it I did kind of like, ah whatever to that. Yeah, I had and that reaction. It's like but- coming back. I had had that reaction later, because
0: like, I saw Eric play Slain, and I just like, oh, mm-hmm. that game does mm-hmm. not look good. Uh, but then I watched mm-hmm. a lot of videos on Valharris before uh, picking it up, and I was like, "Yeah, you know what? This yeah. game looks like the truth to me. This this is and absolutely like this is the shit."
3: I had heard good mm-hmm. things about this last year. Mm-hmm. I just didn't pick it up, mm-hmm. uh, but for some reason, it got into my head that this was a Metroidvania. Huh? And it just isn't at no, all. No. So like for the first couple levels, I kept waiting for the turn where it was going to be like, okay, now you're in the main base and it's going to be non-linear and turn into upgrades and shit. And it's just like that never happens. And I'm just like, oh, it's just levels. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Weird. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but I never felt That's it outstayed. Nice. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Like I never felt it outstayed. It's welcome either. Like this game ended exactly hmm. where I wanted it to. Um like cool. I, I felt it like when I mm-hmm. finished the final boss, I was like yeah like that's that 's a good place to end there's there's no need for more we 're good um but yeah, like Valferris definitely like it 's unfortunately probably going to be off sale by the time uh that that this podcast goes out, but I still think that it would be worth like I would pay twenty four ninety nine for this game like it's it's good it's fantastic cool cool John. Dope. How's it going, John? John Thayer. Doing well. Let's take a big sip of water. Do it. Take a big old sip of water. I'm gonna take a big old sip of water myself. (laughs) All
1: right. (laughs) All right.
2: All all three. You got it. I'm (laughs) hydrated now. Because I played more RPG maker games. Oh boy. Oh,
3: did you?
0: (laughs) I didn't see that coming. Mm
2: -hmm. Okay, John. Post them in the chat. Do y'all know, know Temmie at all? Oh. Um, oh, I know Temi, um, Temi yeah. From Undertale. Yeah, Undertale. Also. Temi the Undertale. Yeah. For character. Temi Undertale. Temmy's a person.
3: Yeah. Temmie's also a person. Timmy is also a person. <laughs> Temi's also a person. <laughs> and who worked on
2: Undertale. And has released two RPG Maker games. One last year and one this year. Mm-hmm. Um, the first is about, about a half hour long, I think. And the second is about two hours long. Um, both free. Mm-hmm. Uh, I posted them in the chat. Oh, I've s- um, I've seen these because one of them was one of
0: them made the, the game of the decade list. I remember making a banner for it.
2: Yep. Yep. The other one was out of the decade, so it was no longer eligible. Aww. Yeah. Um. The second one is the one with the with the girlfriend that I sent you. I sent you that art. I was like, hey, this is, looks like a poly girlfriend to me. And he said, <laughs> yep, <laughs> yep, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, my sensors are getting increasingly refined. Um. <laughs> so um, I thought both so a big thing with both of these games they are full of original full screen art, mm-hmm. which is a huge thing about which they are little they are r p g maker worlds you explore, and it's one of those things where a bunch of stuff has um text to examine they're full of characters um the two games are very different the first one is all takes place in one house and it's very like pretty intimate and claustrophobic even. It's Mm -hmm. also pretty tense. Um, The second is a very large map, and the whole game is just exploring this large map and meeting all these characters and doing these little side things. Um, It's actually structured like B-Swing, where at any time you can just go back home and go to sleep and end the game. It's just going around and exploring this cool world and talking to people. Mm -hmm. Um, And, again, both games are just full of original art. Um, The first one actually has several original animated sequences, um, and they also both have uh, a bunch of uh, good, good music, including some Toby Fox tunes, which is cool. Oh, nice. Uh, Yeah. Um, So, I had a weird arc with these. Um, They are both endlessly charming. The second one, especially. Um, They just are full of. Like they they were very obviously made with a lot of love, and there's a ton of care put into this setting and world. Mm-hmm. Um, and if that's enough, and the care and the characters are all extremely endearing, and I like a lot of them already, and I care about a lot of them already. That's um, usually if that's enough.
1: Good.
2: <laughs> if that's enough for you. That's typically <laughs> fine right for in. me. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty good. Um, neither. My beef, um, neither of these games are, like, advertised as prologues. Um, I knew Escape Chasm was a prologue to a larger story, because people had talked about it. I thought that Dweller's Empty Path was going to be, like, the first, like, big chapter. But, ultimately, nothing happens in it. You are Uh. going around talking to people, and it alludes to several future conflicts that will occur Mm. in... Another game or comic or story mm. of some sort that will exist someday, maybe. <laughs> gotcha. Um, and neither game is really advertised as that. And I, I knew Escape Chasm was going to be a. Bit, and Escape Chasm it has like a pretty strong opening conflict and story. You are in this home and your parents aren't there, and you don't know where everybody is and the house and you're too afraid to go outside. Mm-hmm. Um and you're alone and it's really and you're you're a little kid and it's really scary. Um so it's actually a pretty tense little game and the payoff is really strong even though it is again like okay, now this is the starting conflict of the story. Um and I was like, okay, yep, I'm invested. And then I went into the second game like, okay, Time for time for the game that Escaped Chasm was the prelude to. Right. But, again, it's two hours, and almost on the dot for me. And it just sets up, like, five conflicts. Oh, no. I know where
0: this is going.
2: <laughs> that will happen. And then none of them happen. Because, again, the game can end at any point. You just go go to sleep. Yeah. So nothing can actually happen. Um and that's it. It's just like, okay, we've set up all this stuff, and then right at the end it alludes back to the conflict that was set up at the end of Escape Chasm. Ugh. Like, oh, oh, yep, we're still thinking about this one.
0: God, man, this is, give, this is kind of making me mad now. <laughs> I think I know where a certain it, conversation and, erupted from <laughs> yeah. on Twitter yeah, last and week. It's
2: just like... And it's just like...
0: I don't like the promise of things like me. this.
2: Yeah, because it's... Cause I don't know if you're gonna. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know anything about. I don't know if Temmie's a storyteller that I am going to. That I. I don't know Temmie's identity as a storyteller. I don't know if Temmie will pay things off. I don't know anything about that because I haven't played a completed Temmie story. Yeah. And asking a person to sit down and play your free game is a tremendous ask. It is a big deal when someone. Is willing to make that investment. Yeah, um, I deeply appreciate it whenever a player jumps in to one of my stories like that, and I try to, I try to repay that by giving them more than what they expect. Same, um, very same. Yeah, and it almost feels like rude <laughs> <laughs> to me. I don't th- to put a game out like this. Yeah. I don't know if that's that's I, I, I keep I'm keep chewing on these because I feel so like. It feels kind of unreasonable of me to be feeling this negative about games that are so charming.
0: Right, right. Um, I get what you're coming from, though, because, like, this comes from a culture of of creating not really games, but just prototypes of everything. Because that's kind of like the RPG Maker meme is um, that, like, nobody actually makes a game. They just kind of, you know, they make little prototypes and then never make a, a game. Uh and I,
2: I think post that, like screenshots on Reddit.
0: Yeah, and post screenshots on Reddit that are very pretty but are ultimately never going to amount to anything. And now like you're kind of looking at a game version of that when you're talking about a storyteller that you're not 100 percent sure you can put that kind of faith in.
2: Yeah, it'd be different if Temi had put out like a a, a 30 minute game that told a complete story yeah. and I felt really good about it. Yeah. Um like, instead it's here are two big games that are leading up to games that aren't don't exist yet. Yeah. And I don't know you. I don't <laughs> I don't have any reason to believe that this is going anywhere. Like except, except for that these games are fairly confident and well made and charming. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um but that's not no guarantee that that, that I should be invested in future stories, and if I just had a complete arc here, then I could have been like, "Okay, yeah, I like this. I like this." And you can do that even in the context of a serial story, because mm-hmm. I think Deltarune does that. It takes you on a full, yeah, basically like, like two to three hour yeah. arc, and then at the end, there's 20 minutes of setup for the for the for the big conflict of mm-hmm. the next of yeah. the big game. Like this sounds this like game it's just is, constantly edging you. <laughs> it's just edging me for two hours. This is the 20 minute chunk at the end of Deltarune. Yeah. But that's the whole game. But that's, yeah, like that's the that really empty path. Yeah. That's not
3: good. I know. I remember yeah, being cause... completely shocked at how complete of a thing Deltarune ended up feeling like. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because it
2: didn't just tease you with, all right, we're going to do more stuff with these Undertale characters you like. It was, yeah. okay, here's all new characters yeah. taking you on a completely new game. And it's gonna have a cool final boss, and you're gonna go on this arc with this weird prince, bratty prince, and you're gonna mm. like him at the end of it, and it's gonna make you feel good. And then we're gonna tease this weird shit with Kara yeah. and everything, yeah. and you're gonna freak out, freak the hell out, and gonna be, and you're gonna be really excited to play this in five years. Yeah. Uh, if he had just released that as a Delta Rune, that would have just been obnoxious. It would have been obnoxious because the the purpose of it was to sell you on the idea that. You could make an Undertale 2 and have it be something good. Yeah, because I, mean, I didn't believe that. I yeah, <laughs> and yeah, then he, and then he sold me on that. Yeah, like that—that's um, the—that's the brilliant
0: that—that's the brilliance of what Delta Room did. Is that like I think that he had to have knowledge that most people thought you can't make a sequel to that, and it's just like—and
2: again, it—it it wasn't the first game he put out. The first game he put out wasn't a promise of a future content. Exactly, it wasn't. Um, I think the Lonely Wolf Treat games strike a really nice balance with this, because mm-hmm. every one of them ends with, to be continued, they're always setting up future events, yeah. but the, the, each game also goes out of its way to set up a pretty strong little story. Yeah, each one Especially, tells
0: a full story in and of itself. It's not, It may be not yeah. be fully self-contained, because it still needs those threads from stories mm-hmm. before it, but it's still a full, satisfying story within that world and that, with those characters.
2: Yeah, and the weakest one, games of the, in that series are the ones that feel the most dependent on the serial nature without yeah. necessarily building to like a, bi- a big resolution within the context of the game itself, which is like game like the uh, Mochi and Frosting felt like, okay, this is kind of the next episode of the TV show instead yeah. of
0: Yeah, like you have to get to that point at some point A whole thing
2: Yeah, which is fine, but like the big, the strongest ones are like the first game, the Moxie game um, the Trick game Oh, the Trick game Tree- is Tree amazing. An explosive yeah. It's fantastic. Um and that you can take a player on a complete journey even in the context of a serial story. Yeah. And I'm very fru- and I'm just frustrated that this did not um it feels a little bit um it that that's what I mean by it feeling a little bit rude. Like I I I, I feel the fact that it wasn't advertised as chapter one also yeah. makes me kind of like, feel like I was you, tricked you, into
0: jumping in. You put in two hours in these games, and you've really... All you've got is, like, the... Almost three. Pro- almost three hours, and all you've got is sort of the maybe promise of something later.
2: Of something happening later, and you can't... And also, a, a full half hour of um, Dweller's Empty Path is an extended shitpost part, and it's like, okay, that's... This is fun. This is funny. But you can't enjoy the whole game as just a wander around shitpost post game because it's all desperately wanting you to be invested in these. Yeah, conflicts. that that's so that's such weird tone
0: shifting and 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 not, man. Yeah, like this sounds like a real. It would first, be a. It sounds like a first effort, like somebody not really understanding sort of the 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 the, the way you kind of have to keep somebody engaged with a story and. Or to...
2: it's like somebody who assumes that people are going to stay invested because they have that name recognition.
0: Yeah, that's the thing too. I didn't want to say it because I think that that makes me sound <laughs> rude and or jealous, but definitely it sounds like I'm I'm trading on my name here.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, Do you think these... That's, and again, endlessly charming. Love all these characters. I was really ready for more of these characters. Um, and I'm going to probably jump into the third thing if when it comes out. Mm. Um, if it, if
3: but... the third thing is another tease. Oh, I think you have to oh, tap out. Oh, that a fucking ton. <laughs> yeah. Like something has. Do you has think that these all- are oh, just yeah, no- more kind of a showcase for the art? Uh, or it's a showcase for the OCs, at uh, least.
2: <laughs> yeah. Cuz they're all very cause the, the the writing is all very cute and strong. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um but it's but it's cute. Like that's the thrust of it. Except again, constantly sowing all these seeds for oh, this is going to be real cool. This is going to be something. This is going to be something fancy. Hmm. Um but like at this point, the 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 finished story would need to be like, it feels like it would need to be like an eight hour long thing to mm. pay off all of these threads in a way that would be satisfying. Mm. Like that's that is, which is pretty book wild, I think, especially for again a first project. Yeah, that's yeah. just. Mm.
3: So, Dweller's Empty Path is really so, spending like two hours setting up and setting up and setting up.
2: Yeah, if like if it was the prologue of a ten, if it was the prologue of a ten hour game, it would be fantastic it would be ridiculously strong actually as a a deliberately slow burn introduction i think Mm. it's Um, it's
3: trails chapter one
2: (laughs) yeah no it's no it's trails prologue it's not trails chapter one chapter one you're right right. okay
0: good point good point
2: it is the pro it is it's not trails in the sky fc taking you on a finished (laughs) journey and then (laughs) teasing you with like a strong cliffhanger ending it is the prologue of trails in the sky fc oh yeah this uh, game man, this, game's just, 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 that.
0: this game's just just this game's just it's it's just playing with the balls and not and not touching the shaft at all.
2: It's not touching the shaft. at oh all. Oh, I just, just want to fucking come and I can't. Um,
3: and yeah, I don't I don't you can't recommend them right now because they're just going to blue ball you. Yes. I not recommend them
2: right now because it's not a finished it's not a story. I don't I have no reason to believe it's going to pay off in any meaningful way. So as cute as it is, if it was the first chapter, of an of a game of a long game, then I would be like, "Oh my God, y'all! I am so excited to play more of this game because this is so good." But it's not. Yeah, the rest of it doesn't exist, <laughs> and we don't. Who knows when it'll exist? So, yep. shrug, shrug. Um, <laughs> that I did wash the the taste out of my mouth there because again, tons of respect, right? Fantastic, obviously. fantastic confidence and. Gorgeous, mm. but that's not what I want out of a out of a, any game. Jumping yeah. in. Um, now, on the other hand, what I what I quite like what these are my last things. Mm-hmm. Okay, are these two Nami games I played right afterwards?
0: Oh boy, I I we we follow John on Twitter. We know a thing or two about one of these. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: uh, I played Contract Demon, mm-hmm. which is. Um a spin-off centering around the witch that summons a demon in the second treat game. It's real and, good. <laughs> it's really <and> good. Yup. <laughs> yep.
0: It's this really is, good. It's a real great little story. I love it. Cause it's such a it's weird, weird fun, one off it's such a weird, fun, one off thing in the second treat game. It's because it's like, where did that come from? Like, yeah. why why is that here? And then you play this, and it's like, okay, that I get it. That's very adorable.
2: <laughs> I'm glad um you play this and it's a half hour spin-off of this contract demon who is summoned by a witch um pretending to be an angel <laughs> <laughs> with the and the contract is please be my friend. Yeah, it's, it's like, so good. And she's like, "Okay." Um but then she's like and the the angel the the demon is like super chuny about oh yeah everything. They're just like, I am the fearsome demon from the fires of hell. I'm here to claim your soul. And then the second they get challenged on it, it all just turns into just a flustered mess. backs the fuck back down. It's like, oh, shut up. I'm sorry. I don't know. Uh. Um, and this story follows up. It kind of fills in some of the mechanics of the contract demon yep. <laughs> livelihood and... Their relationship, um, and it's just it—it it is the beginning of a relationship and all the warm fuzzy feelings that that has. Yeah, as a thirty-minute game. Yeah. Um, and it's and it's it's horny in like a very cute, nice way. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah.
2: It's where it's like it's not like leaning too hard on it. It's just like giving you all these like warm fuzzy feelings, like oh my god, we held hands, but like. The, not like in a twee way, I guess. In that, in the it 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 struck very true for me. Like, oh yeah, this is kind of what that feels like. Oh, yeah. this is nice.
0: Um, like so this I, felt I, very honest very and written. This is another one of those things where it's just like felt very honest, felt written from experience. Like it just it has a genuine vibe yeah. to it.
1: mm
2: Hmm. Lainey's great. Yep. The angel witch is fantastic because so she is just like pushing for it. She's like, okay, I am on a mission. Yeah. Like there's just, there's no stop. Yep. I am going to court you. Yep. (laughs) It's so good. Yep. And Camilla very much wants it, but is not clear on how to express that. Yeah. And has to figure out a lot of stuff. (laughs) It's extremely good. Yep. I, was I, I I immediately was like, Is there was there an 18 plus spin-off comic for this? And there was not. No. And especially especially since she put in the end of the art book, like, oh maybe I'll do a spin-off eighteen com- plus spin off comic for this one. And yeah. that's not Never right. happened. So oh, it goes. Oh, um The second game I played was Syrup and the Ultimate Suite, <laughs> Which is
1: <laughs>
2: which is in the running for like maybe favorite single mommy game ever. <laughs>
3: I Have didn't read the content on. advisory on this. Uh, yes, please, Rhett. Content advisory: <laughs> candy nudity. Uh, uh, In some paths, she gets eaten. In some <laughs> paths, characters die. Uh, it's very good. <laughs> I, I um I sold
2: this one to y'all as much hornier than I think it actually is. In some <laughs> paths, just...
3: she gets eaten.
2: <laughs> my fist like laughing, <laughs> okay, so this game is extremely cute, and I would even say sweet um, <laughs> so this this came out before the treat games you, so again, so again, before the big serial story got started uh, um, which a good pedigree, games, we got a really strong pedigree with like a, a couple a, including a couple that aren't on the page anymore, but a a very strong one hour vN. Um, it has ten endings. There's a lot of choices. Um, apparently, eat or updated. do not eat. <laughs> it came out. It, it just came out on Switch. Um, it got poured. Right. This is on Switch. Yeah. Now. This is like on Switch. Real, oh, it's a real just, video game
3: now. How is this? Like, um, I love that this is the
0: first thing of hers that gets to a Switch, and not like the treat games, which seems to be kind of like what people are mostly here for. <laughs>
2: It's also on PS4, oh on my
3: Xbox One, God.
2: and, and, and
3: PlayStation Vita. Uh, I know? thought you were going to say, say Stadia, Stadia and I was going to lose my mind. <laughs> you can nope, stream on... this one hour vi- visual novel and use like 10 gigs of data. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> it is
2: on PS Vita in 2020. Oh, so, um, and the up and the updated re-release has um, an endings guide so that you can oh nice click a button to just get oh, the cool. how to get the ending. I played it and found about seven of them just naturally, and then I looked at the last three. And it's, yeah. it's just one of those things where there's a lot of little hidden stats going yeah. on. Yeah. So,
3: um, I, I wonder how slip. many more Vita games there are going to be if this is like in the running for last Vita game. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: that had to have been oh, so sort other- of the mentality of putting this on Vita is like, maybe I can be famous for being the last.
2: Has <laughs> like two reviews on PSN. Aww. Okay. Any, any reviews for this Vita release, so this VN. um, um This is just Candy Coated Happiness in a one-hour VN. Um, it is about a very cold-hearted candy alchemist who lives in a town full of magic and she's the only person that is p- devoted to making candy purely through science <laughs> and everyone else is making candy with magic and she makes some of the most delicious candies in town but she but she refuses to go out and make friends with all those weird magic loving people <laughs> um and then she goes down to her basement her alchemy basement and finds a golem made of candy so a conscious candy girl nice <laughs> and <laughs> Then you immediately start making choices and things progress from there. Usually she'll join your shop as an assistant, even though she's put off because she's made of magic and she doesn't like that. Mm. Um, And the whole arc is just sort of like, can syrup? Can syrup's heart frozen heart be melted? Can syrup make new friends? Finally. Um, And it's just extremely sweet. I think the cat
0: girl Um, is the best girl
2: there is a there is a cat girl route there is a cat girl friend route
0: she's very good she's
2: very good so there is a route where basically everybody else gets ignored and, she be, and you become friends with the cat girl <laughs> that's the best that's the best it's extremely good um the the main arc of the game you'll go through in like a half hour mm-hmm. and then you can just go back and see all the different choices and fill in the different things but that first sort of main ending is just such a strong journey on its own mm-hmm. and then i had a fun time just sort of seeing all these different sides to the characters after that um the candy girl's extremely cute everybody's extremely cute it's very a bunch of very good designs um and the candy girl also fine she's like what is my purpose and she's like well your candy candy gets eaten and she's like okay then please eat me <laughs> and then she spends the rest of the a chunk of the rest of the king trying to convince syrup to eat her <laughs> It's very dragon Maid. It's very good. So I I quite enjoyed this one. I think it's less horny than Contract Demon, despite mm. certain overtures being pretty strong. Mm. Um, it's just, but it also feels a little more substantive because it's it's all new. It's these new characters. Uh, it takes you on this full journey. I had a really good time with it. I very heartily recommend Syrup and the Ultimate Suite. That might be my let me look at my. Let me look at my arc of all these new games I've played. Um, this one and Labyrinth are probably the short runners for my favorites of mm. the like twenty itch games I played in the last week. Right. Mm. It's your so, game of the show. Yep, and that's it.
0: That's that's stuff. I have one last thing. Okay, me and Beepner. We had a little stream. We 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 we, we, we streamed a fun Ooh. little game. We call we we stream a game called Dab on Darkness. Oh jeez. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so this yes. is this is this is the next in line from 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 the Sakuya Izioi gives you advice and dabs creator, um, and it's just I, I I'm not gonna sit here and talk about it like a whole bunch or anything. It's just like oh this is like this is like. Another one of those things where it's somebody putting out some positive energy in the world because they feel that that's what the world needs. And like I left a I left a comment like you know they wanted feedback on their forum and I left that comment. and That person was like yeah like it's it's just a shitty time right now if, like you know and the, and, the, and this one in particular is a lot more uh, encouraging and uh, telling like you know like if, if you got some heavy issues going on like maybe start looking for actual real help like talk to people like maybe see if you can get some professional help like. Uh, kind of like it feels like the Toho game might have been kind of like the 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 sort of practice for like can I do like can I make this and people kind of get where I'm coming from and this kind of feels like what they really wanted to make uh, you know with, which which kind of deals yeah. a little more specifically with um, a lot of the real negative things that it, you get stuck in your own head that can get you down uh, and I think that like that much like the Sakuya Izioi game. Um, like, like it has to play it a little, um, vague, um, in terms of the things that you're going through or, you know, and all of that, but, uh, the the, the advice is coming from a good place, um, and I think that, like, even if something like that gets even one person to, to, you know, seek some kind of help or assistance with what they're going for, I think that it's really awesome that something like that exists and that there are people out there in the world that just want to put out, like, good energy, um, I thought that that was really sweet. So, yeah. Like, I thought it it just deserved a mention. Like, you know, it's like, that's fine. Like, it's easy to look at, like, those games as kind of meme games, but, like, the more you you kind of read the dialogue, like, especially Dab on Darkness, um, like, that one got Mm -hmm. really heavy a number of times in ways that I, I don't think that any of us were expecting, um... So, so when it started getting out, I was like, "Oh, okay, like you're you're like this isn't a joke to you. like you were doing this because it's something mm. that you actually feel passionate about and and wanted to kind of wrap that advice in a cute little game form. So I thought that was really nice. I think that little things like that being yeah. out there, and somebody that obviously tried to come from a good I really place that stream." Yeah, like it, it, it definitely like <laughs> remember like when, when it was getting dark and people in the chat were like, "Okay, this is a little more uncomfortable than the Toho game." <laughs> uh, this one's like literally just like a lot of the very real bad things you probably think about yourself sometimes uh, <laughs> that just like that can creep in and make you feel real bad. And obviously, the solution is to dab on that bitch. Okay, so you do dab.
2: You da- You like- deliver the meanest, oh, fattest. Yeah, there's a. There's a-
0: fat dab it is your meanest fattest dab and you're the one doing it this time it's not it's not it's not sakia doing it it's you doing it because you are dabbing on the darkness which which resides inside you uh it's you winning the day and i think that that's a really really cool uh message to put out there um yeah you hope little things like that will help somebody feel a little better uh, and i think that's cool so kudos kudos to the creator. it made me feel warm and fuzzy, yeah, it it definitely made me feel warm and fuzzy in a way that uh, the toho game didn 't just because I, I I felt that there was still a lot of meme energy there and it was just trying to be funny most of the time, so it was I was a little skeptical of like how serious are you about this advice because I can see this being a real shit post and putting mm-hmm. that because I would put that kind of effort into a shit post <laughs> um, uh, but dab on darkness is a lot more um real about those kinds of things i think um and it, its heart's in the right place so it just kind of showed me like oh there's actually a person behind this that actually really cares and that's a real cool fucking
3: thing because
0: lord it's 2020 we need
3: it <laughs> i think it's interesting that yeah. sakuya is gives you advice and dabs came out in february this year yeah that's the world away and dab on darkness dab on darkness came out in june in which june. was like
0: yeah Oh, a different world. <laughs> yeah, like we were... We, oh my
2: god, Sakuya was this year? Yeah. Both of them
3: were this year. Yeah, both of them were. Yeah. Oh my god. We actually disqualified Sakuya from Game of the Decade. Yeah. I think somebody listed somebody it. Somebody listed it, like, yeah. Nope, it's 2020, sorry. Yeah.
2: yeah. I slunk like 10 inches into my chair. I just dissolved <laughs> into my chair when you told me that. I'm just like, oh god. Can't be right, I That's, know, right?
0: Yeah. That's god. <laughs> And it's not going to be over in 2021, people. I'm sorry. I'm
3: sorry. It, en- it ends November 3rd or whenever. <laughs> it's just going to magically go away. It's all going to be fixed.
2: <laughs> hey, no, no it's going to it's gonna be okay on February 3rd. Because that's when Ease 9 comes out. There you go. <laughs> yeah, I,
0: got, I got I got Cold Steel play. coming up at the end of next Oh, month, So nice.
3: that's going to help. That's going to help. Stay yeah. inside. Play, play Trails help. in the Sky. <laughs> Yeah, there you Triligal go. Steel. It's the best
2: advice. That's their best we're marketing. Play, we're gonna be, we're gonna all gonna be playing Ease nine, and there's gonna be a vaccine at least being rolled out to high risk people, <laughs> and Trump's not gonna be the president, and that's what's gonna happen on February third, and it's gonna be very
3: nice. Hey, listen, build towards that, you'll probably get one out of three at least. We're gonna get. I'll take two out of three.
2: I'll take two out of three. <laughs> I'll take that, but please, at least two out of three, please.
3: Please. Hey, and if it has to be two out of three. Delay East Nine. Yeah, Delay East Nine. Please. You can
0: delay East Nine. That's good. Cool. Yeah, like I will take Delay East Nine if we only get two out of three here. I can take that. I will. I will shoulder I would that love burden. It if we got all three
2: out of three. <laughs> It'd be great. I would love it if we got all three. It'd be great. <laughs> oh, wouldn't that be good? Uh, so I think.
0: That's podcast people. Yeah. Thanks everybody hey. for coming out been absolutely a blast. Of course, thank you again for the bits and subscriptions. All are very much appreciated. Go toward my Moon Pie Fund, as always. <laughs> <laughs> uh, John Fire. where can the folks on the internet find you?
2: Hosting the other itch games that I liked, that I played,
3: in the chat. <laughs> oh, jeez.
2: And on farawaytimes.itch.io Rhett...
3: Watching symphogear and posting art on my Twitter. <laughs> All the hebekiar, <laughs> literally.
2: Okay, those were the two big ones.
0: And you can find me muting Rhett on Twitter. Aww.
3: <laughs> <laughs> and remember,
0: we're the podcast that loves you. We're the only ones
1: that love you. <laughs>